0: Need more energy throughout the day? Looking for a kick to your workout? RockinThatIDLife.com has you covered with delicious flavors you've grown to love in tropical fruit and mixed berry, but now fall in love with the new fruit punch and orange flavors. Try them all at RockinThatIDLife.com. Realtor Mike Burgoyne with Real Brokerage
1: LLC makes the moving process easier. Work with a realtor who plays and studies the game and work as hard as the boys on the ice to get you the best deal. Check out Mike on the web at strikewithmike.com and jumpstart your move today. That's strikewithmike.com. It's Hall looking for
0: 500, he
2: shoots, he scores! But
1: Number 500 Hall. Comes in on property, got a piece of elusive run, a chance, and the guard! Alexander Steen! In front, out comes Mishama, scores!
0: What a play! waited, and waited. running back in, here's Jim Campbell, Campbell in front, Roger!
1: shoots oh, what a shot. this is the infamous Kurt Price with Let's Go Blues radio Wow the infamous and you're listening to the LGB radio summer series now here's the infamous Jeff Ponder
0: infamous
1: to discuss your picks for the all-time St Louis Blues team
0: in famous is is when you're more than famous welcome to episode seven of season 12 this is episode number 416 all-time of the often imitated never duplicated if you're blue and you don't know where to go to why don't you go where fashion sits putting on the ritz (laughs) We're the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast, Let's Go Blues Radio. Special thanks to our sponsors, RockinThatIDLife.com, StrikeWithMike.com, and CenterIceBrewery.com for proudly sponsoring the show. Please check them out. Also, don't forget to check out our T-shirt shop at Let'sGoBlues.com for some well-designed and fairly-priced Blues-themed T-shirts. It is Wednesday, June 17th. We're streaming live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter to interact with the show on social media. Our handle on social channels is LGB Radio. Just search for us and you'll find us. If you haven't already done so, please like, follow, subscribe, ring the bell, buy a t-shirt from our shop, name your Chell character after one of our hosts, or do whatever you can do to help us out. I'm your host, Jeff Ponder, and I'm joined by the legendary Kirk Price and a guy who likes to name podcasts after pornography. Steven ground oh, god. it was it was, was
1: even, it was even better after we won the cup He's like oh my god, right.
0: to- I gotta change my name now yeah we I think we even said that on this show we were like mm-hmm. well I guess two guys no cup I have to change their name
2: there was a debate for a minute but we had to do it yeah I was I was so I was in awe of how professional that intro was and you
0: caught me off guard with the,
2: with the comments so <laughs>
0: i wrote that earlier and as i was typing it out i started laughing i'm like it's gonna be really hard to read this
2: (laughs) you did a great job thank you thank
0: you uh bill day and producer austin are on assignment tonight the agenda for tonight includes discussion about a blues broadcaster departing the booth as well oh the blues booth uh as well as revealing your first two left-wing picks for the let's go blues radio st louis blues all-time team all that and more on this scrum tralescent episode of Let's Go Blues Radio. So again, I'm joined by Kurt and Steven. So uh, we've had both you guys on for separate reveal shows. Kurt, you did the left D, and Stephen, you did the right D. But I'm happy to have you both here for left wing. We should have some good discussion tonight. Uh, let's yeah, hope so.
1: It was either it was either do the show or watch my cousin Vinny. So Ooh, that's it, a tough choice. It was a toss-up.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's one of my wife's favorites. You can't lose. Yep. That's a winny to us. Huh? <laughs> We've got uh, Adam Gold in the Facebook chat, uh, usually winning unlimited over on YouTube. He says, have I ever mentioned how I hate the draft lottery? I don't think <laughs> yes. he has. Uh, never, never I think of, he has I'm, maybe I'm one or 300 times. You
1: know what he needs to do? He needs to come up with a separate plan, like a better plan than what they have. to the prevent To prevent, prevent tanking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, something something like you go. the something, silver yeah. plan. The, I call it something like the silver plan, yeah.
0: Yeah, his name is Adam Gold, so I think he should definitely go with silver plan. Yeah, or, or white maybe gold. Adam, white maybe gold Adam plan. Silver would jump on that. <laughs> there I we go. That silver plan. I, yeah. I like the white gold plan. <laughs> the white gold plan. <laughs> the the uh, <laughs> cubic zirconia plan. How about that? Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> it looks Adam's... really good
1: until you put it under a microscope right
0: right adam <laughs> says he loves the silver plan yeah let's do it come on adam what's stopping you bud uh we got it we got a guest behind kurt there
1: yeah hey little my, guy uh, my great pyrenees uh, dexter he uh when you're doing the intro he sneezed and when big dog sneezes it's like his whole head shakes back and forth and it's like a big <laughs> slobbery mess oh he kind yeah of made me jump a little bit i was like oh my god what was that <laughs>
0: uh how how much does he weigh because he's a big boy it a lot, um,
1: 120 probably, 120, no, 100, probably 130, 40.
0: Can, I don't know. Can you bench press your dog? Have I can pick him up.
1: I can I can pick him up, but it's like a squat kind of a thing. Where I have to, mm-hmm. you know, I, I got to make sure I I you know lift with my back, otherwise yeah, I hurt I myself. It. <laughs>
0: it's a good call. Yes, definitely lift with the back always, <laughs> especially at your did You lift with your back? Yes, of course I did. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so um, we always we, we were joking, I think, last time with Steven about who's the elder statesman of the show. And uh, Martin won. He was at 40. Kurt, I believe you're uh, you're in your 60s. So you are the elder <laughs> statesman this time.
1: Uh, late 60s. Right.
0: Late 60s. Yeah. 67, I believe. Forty eight. Forty eight. Forty eight. I mean, I know I joke a lot. And like I, I think I even told Martin, you don't look a day over thirty-nine and a half. But uh Kurt, I put you in early forties. Okay. You, you look good, sir. All right. I
1: yeah. I I, I wear a lot of backwards hats, which like shaves years off your life. Until you it get really to a does. certain age. <laughs> until you to a certain age where you look ridiculous. I think when you actually start to look older, like you look your age you wear a backwards hat, you're like, all right, what are you trying to do?
0: Yeah. <laughs> I think, I I think I've said it on this show before that um I Somebody once said something to me about how backwards hats are for children. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh, am I that old guy? And one of my friends was like, no, dude, it's a hockey guy thing. Yeah. And I'm like, you're right, actually. It is a hockey guy thing. A yeah. lot of hockey players. Do I mean,
1: that. hockey players do it. And Fred Durst, right? That's really. And the guy from King and Queens. That's about it. And um, that's
2: the list. That's the list you want to be on. You know, those, those,
1: <laughs> those, <laughs> that's, that's, you know you've made it. When you that's,
0: that yes. that I'm officially on the backwards hat list. <laughs> uh, speaking of backwards hats, did you see, I don't know if it was on a podcast or a radio show or what, but Mark McGuire gave an interview and he talked about how everybody back in the nineties was doing steroids. But if you had a pretty swing and wore a backwards hat, um, you—they uh, they just threw your your test in the trash and didn't care. So
1: Ken Griffey was a user, huh?
0: Yeah, mm. I'm like, oh, you just doubted Ken Griffey Jr.
1: Yeah, huh?
0: Right? That's the, who else okay. would he be talking no, about? Nobody. Ken, he's okay. known for a
1: swing and the backwards hat, right? Yep. I mean, he also didn't look like a—he wasn't like a jacked up, you know, yeah. Canseco or a Maguire looking guy either. Sosa guy. So he was more—he was. And Bonds got bulky huge. You know, he, uh, Griffey Jr. kind of looked like Bonds did early in his career, right? Kind of yeah. on the skinnier side. So,
0: Oh, yeah. When Bonds came up, he was a scrawny dude. And then all of yep. a sudden it was like, wow, he put on like 80 pounds this winter.
1: McGuire was always kind of big, but he got
0: really big. Yeah. <laughs> oh, his, his Cardinals yeah. days, he was a monster. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, gentlemen, I don't know if you guys have anything to drink tonight. I actually do this time have a beer uh so our official beers of the episode of number 416 uh tonight I am drinking I I've said before on the show how much I love Kona. Um they've been really uh, well they have probably been out for a while but I'm just now finding them in local stores these variety packs and they've got this one in it a My Time Light. It tastes like a Mai Tai. Oh. And it is just so refreshing and smooth and oh my god Go to Schnooks buy one of the variety packs, try this out. It's very good. And it's a beer? Yeah. Oh yeah, it's a beer. I mean, look, like it's Lager Ale. A does it say what it is? It's I think it's a lager. It doesn't say, but Okay. Uh it's got, uh with real orange, pineapple and limes. Mm. Tropical Wheat is what they call okay. it. Okay.
1: Give me give me a good summer, you know, light, crisp kind of a summery uh maybe a little fruity. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, very fruity. It's nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i gotta like the fruity um, uh what about you Kirk? uh you know i've just got my my arby's uh coke here i don't have a, a beverage I just, I just i rushed home got out had a night of pickleball uh came home and um just sat down and jumped on with you guys and so i didn't have no time to open a beer I, i'm not in a beer mood right now
0: just uh so arby's you, you want to hear how ridiculous i am I have been very good. I've been going off soda. I, ha- I literally let myself have one a week. And so I had one. I, okay. So I'm getting ready for the show and I'm like, you know what? I really don't feel like beer tonight. I'll have a soda. Why not? I'm going to grab a soda as I'm reaching for a Dr. Pepper. I'm like, no, you had a soda with dinner. So I'm like, we went to uh raising canes and I'm like, Nope. And then I'm like, Huh, to be healthy, I'll grab a beer instead of a soda. <laughs> Wait a second. What is that? Come hold on. on. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> exactly, you're, I
1: know. You, no, 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 no. Well, let's back up. You're trying to be healthy, and you're Everyone at Raising Cane's.
0: canes. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> it's cheat day, baby. Cheat day. I, I, okay. All right. Fair enough. Because <laughs> <laughs> they have
1: fried chicken fingers, right? Oh, And yeah. that's about it. That's, it. that's
0: literally all that's on yeah, their menu. Definitely like coleslaw. Yeah. <laughs> coleslaw. Oh yeah,
1: even healthier, right?
0: <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> okay,
1: creamy or uh, uh, or what's the other kind? I don't eat coleslaw.
0: I don't either. Uh, I didn't get the coleslaw. Mm-hmm. I got uh, an extra piece of garlic bread, which is even healthier. There you go. You know what's That's great? Good. You would,
1: you know, you would like uh, Captain D's or or uh, or uh, um, Long John Silver's, and you can get fried cod. You know, hush puppies, French fries, one big basket of fried goodness.
0: I like it uh Stephen, i think we're still on drinks you have anything with you? Mm-hmm.
2: i do i have a very exotic budweiser select um, nice but i'll tell you this is actually exotic now that i live in florida since they don't distribute this down here i actually brought it down from my run up over the weekend because it's one of my favorite light beers probably my favorite you know kind of mass-produced light beer so i like to have it on hand and only time i can get it is when i'm up there
1: i've heard that they don't Distribute Bud Select. It's not uh, across the U.S. Like I didn't know that.
2: It's
0: you been know, around here forever. You know what the slogan is, There's, right?
2: Brood for no, the loo. That's true. Yes. Oh yes, yeah, right. There's that. Yeah. If you'll allow me a quick story, I think you guys will enjoy this. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so they don't. don't they don't have Bud, They don't have Bud Select anywhere outside of St. Louis. They do have Bud Select 55, which is an even more watered down, even lower <laughs> calorie beer. Yep. I did not know this. I have a friend and a coworker down here who has a very thick Southern accent. He was born in Biloxi, Mississippi, and then spent his adult years in Mobile, Alabama. And he uh, got to drinking one night. Well, you know, many nights. But on this particular night, there was a group of us that were at a restaurant from work and he got to drinking and he was talking about float trips or something. And he said, My favorite thing to have out out on a float trip is a Bud Slut 55. We all stopped and looked at each other and we're like, what did he just say? And was like, <laughs> and we asked him to repeat it. And he was like, Bud Slut 55. <laughs> and I finally, like, the gears turned in my head and I was like, say that real slowly. And he was like, Bud Select 55. <laughs> and I was like, okay, well, that
0: makes sense now. <laughs> I, I, I haven't seen that.
1: Oh, you haven't? No, I've had it before. No, I
0: haven't seen a 55 before.
1: It is. It's, it, it, Stephen's right. It's like a, it's like, you know, twice the water is a uh, Bud Select. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. it, it's like it's almost ha- like a Bud Select. What, ninety nine calories, something like that, and uh, you know, yeah, yeah. So it's According almost half the calories, right? Here. right. I, I get where like, those guys coming from. You know, uh, uh, float trips and uh, stuff yeah, like I mean, that. It's it's, like, you don't want a heavy a beer good combo. Yeah, you don't want I a heavy just, beer. It's got to be a light. Really
2: thought he said Bud Slut. So you know,
0: <laughs> Bud Bud Slut fifty five.
1: Now that.
2: <laughs> but, <laughs>
0: Hey, we got the name of our next podcast, Yeah, Yeah, (laughs) Buzzflut35.
1: Write that down for the next intro.
0: (laughs) Nice. Oh, my. All right, Uh, guys, we've got a couple news items we want to get to before we get to our reveals. Uh, First of all, Stanley Cup Final. Uh, I don't know how much you guys have watched. I've watched uh, pretty much every second. I missed a little bit on Saturday because I was also watching the City game, uh, which – by the way, rough loss tonight. I don't know if you guys saw that, but uh, oh no, I was recording course. it. Thanks. <laughs> Were you? Yeah. Well, uh, well sorry. I'm not believing. You That's already fine. you've already seen half the game, so don't worry about it. <laughs> I have. <laughs> yeah, because it's it's just uh, the it starts at the fifty minute mark for uh, the the game that got postponed.
1: Oh, gotcha.
0: So, yeah, I mean, and and by the way, longest game ever. It feels like it took like a month for them to finish that game. Yeah, no uh, so doubt. Uh, that's a bad joke. <laughs> um. Anyway, so talking about the Stanley Cup final, uh, and sorry, Kurt, that I ruined the game for you. Okay. Um, You should know better. Don't do a live show. Come on. This is a hockey show. <laughs> 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 um, Vegas Golden Knights have a 2 nothing lead. Alex Petrangelo and Ivan Barbashev are... Uh, two wins away from winning another Stanley cup this time uh, in an enemy of St. Louis, at least I consider it that way. Uh, Florida is just getting shit kicked as I like to say. Um, so Steven, uh, have you watched much of this series? Any thoughts on what you've seen from the first two games?
2: I've watched a little. Um, I weirdly, I mean, I've, I've kind of jumped more and more on the Panthers bandwagon as the playoffs have gone along being down here. It doesn't hurt. Um, I, I weirdly think that Florida still has a shot here to bounce back, and I mean, obviously they do because it's only two losses, but um, I think, you know, when we look at the long layoff they had, I think losing game one was almost a guarantee, and then, you know, game two win against them, but um, I think if Lebrowski can get his legs under him a little bit and they can just find a win in game three, they're right back in it. I know that's like the most corny, predictable hockey commentary <laughs> of all time, but there you go. That's You're not you get what you pay for Jeff. So yeah,
0: that's right. You know. Yeah. And I'm, We're paying you the big bucks of a uh, little bit of yep. zero there. Um, no, well, I, uh, so I'll, I'll agree with you and I'll say even, well, I'll, I'll elaborate a little more on what you're saying. Cause I know this is what you're thinking, Steven. I think if the Panthers score, um, it just kick the shit out of the golden Knights in game three, let's just say like, Basically, same score, let's say, as what was in game uh, two. So, seven to two, seven to three, somewhere in that realm. I think that's a bad sign because I think that pisses off the Golden Knights. Yeah. And they come back out in game four and all of a sudden they got a three one lead. I think, best case scenario for Florida, this game goes to overtime in game three and Florida takes it. I think that emotionally lifts them higher than a shit kicking game. And I also think it, sends back Vegas a little bit to say, oh, shit, like, we should have won that. We could be up 3-0. We lost. Now we gotta. We have to win game four. Pressure's all on them. So I would love to see Florida, and, and maybe it doesn't have to be overtime, but maybe end very into end the third period, score the game-winning goal. I think that could be something that uplifts them to tie the series after game four.
1: I don't uh... – you know, with both games being in Vegas so far, you know, being down two o a mindset of a of a team that opens the series any series on the road, you know, it's like win your home games and steal one on the road. So mm-hmm. they if they win their home games and take one of the final two in Vegas, then that's their game plan, right? So um they're going home and they they just gotta hold serve at home. Um and uh I guess I'd be inclined to agree with you, Jeff. Uh you know, an overtime win, exciting. The the, the the way, you know, you win the game, you're you're riding a high. Um, there's always a danger of a letdown, too, you know, after you win an emotional game. So um, we'll see. I mean, uh, game three, obviously huge. You know, if Vegas wins it, then the series is almost over, uh, essentially. Uh, uh, and if uh, Florida wins it, then they're right back in it. So it's massive, massive game.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, it, you can't say – I always – think it's ridiculous people say oh game three is a must win it's not a must win it's a huge you need to try your best to win this one uh it's a huge win for them if they can get it
2: also i mean this is the same team that came back from down three one against boston which Mm -hmm. everybody said was impossible so this certainly isn't impossible but and obviously i agree i mean as close as must win as you can get i think game three is pretty far up there
1: which I think yep. I'm going to end up buying a Florida Panthers hat um, uh, when I can nice. to celebrate the, the first round uh, ouster of the Bruins.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, 100%. I should Anyone do that. Anyone but Boston.
1: I, uh, I, whoever eliminates Boston, I'll buy a hat of that team every year.
0: <laughs> that's good. Yeah. You know what? I keep saying that um, I want to get at least a hat from every team except Detroit. Um, and uh, <laughs> that's a good way to do it. Just pick two teams from each conference and say, I'll buy a hat from the team that beats this team.
1: Kicks them out of the playoffs, right? Yeah, Yeah.
0: that's a good idea. I like it. Boston and Colorado. That feels good. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) Uh, All right. So big news uh, for blues fans. Uh, Not happy news for most of blues fans. Uh, Darren Pang, it was announced today. uh, Sources claim, I don't think it's official, official, but it's, I mean, it's going to happen. Uh, Darren Pang is out as a blues broadcaster. Uh, so he spent 14 seasons with the blues, joined the blues in 2009. Um, he is going to continue his time working with TNT. Uh, so uh, he is going to the Chicago Blackhawks, which is the team he played for. The only team he played for in the NHL. Um, of course, uh, Blackhawks uh, are getting all the love this summer because, you know, they totally deserve it as an organization. Um Getting Connor Bedard, uh, well, like the, the rights to draft Connor Bedard, and now Darren Pang goes there. Blues fans are devastated. I want both you to reach uh, to to comment on this, but I'll just say, um, as a person, Darren Pang, it, you can't beat him. Um, he's a wonderful advocate for the sport. He's was has been a great hockey ambassador for the city of St. Louis. Um, he's been beloved for his whole time here um and again you you get to you've ever met the guy you find out how quickly of a nice a guy he is and how uh much he loves the game and how much he knows the game to be honest in all the years of listening to him even before a blues broadcaster um i learned more just from listening him sit around and talk to people off camera um there was a i think i've told the story in the show before but There was uh, the the UHL, the River Otters used to play uh, in that league. They had the All-Star game here once, and they brought back a bunch of people who played in the UHL, and Darren Pang was one of them. This was before he was a blues broadcaster. Uh, He sat down with uh, me and a bunch of my friends and talked with us for about 20 minutes after the game, and just hearing his stories and his analysis of the game, I'm like, holy shit, this guy knows everything there is to know about hockey. And I'll say, and and again, we I, I want to get your guys' feedback on this too. I've actually never been a huge fan of his on the TV. I think he's a little bit of a homer. I think he's a little too excitable. Oh. Um, to be honest, again, getting to know him off the rink, I love his sense of humor his sense of humor didn't translate well for me to TV and I'm not just ragging on the guy. I'm just giving my opinion. Um, so yeah, I, I'm not that upset about this. I'm okay with it. We'll talk about the implications this might mean for blues coverage, uh, who might take his role in a minute, but your guys' thoughts on Darren Pang leaving as a blues broadcaster. We'll start with Steven.
2: Um, I would say I'm, I guess I'm more disappointed than you are. Uh, I think he's been just kind of, I guess he's been there you know most of the time that i've really been super active as a fan and following the team and you know um i would say as much as jk feels like the voice of the team to me and i and you know i I agree that sometimes this commentary gets a little awkward or a little over exuberant but sometimes that can be fun too you know and I, i i agree i agree on the homer stuff i guess i just i I don't care as much if it's a regional, like if it's a home team broadcast, you know. So um, there are times when he doesn't criticize the team enough when they're being, you know, terrible. That's probably my biggest pet peeve with him is when he looks for a positive than like a six nothing loss. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it. I think it is a bummer. I think especially just the way last season went. Um, Chicago getting the the draft lottery. Um, you know it's just a couple of, been a couple of gut punches in the in a row for the blues and blues fans so i understand why people are upset but i agree with your tweet earlier like this is not the most important part of the team that we really really need to care about um, so yeah
0: well kurt I, kurt i know you your thoughts already a little bit cuz obviously we've talked about it but like one of the things that that you kurt you actually sent me earlier was somebody saying something on the lines of this is the biggest loss since petro And I'm just like, it's a fucking broadcaster, man. Get. We're not losing Jack Buck. We're not losing Vin Scully. Get over it.
1: There was a comment on Reddit, on the St. Louis Blues Reddit, that said uh, I'm not exact. I don't think I'm exaggerating here when I say that this is the greatest travesty to ever happen to the Blues organization. (laughs) And and I said, and I was like, what? Uh, Bob Gasoff literally died on a team outing. You know, Kiprios dove on Führer's knee. Uh, Pronger was traded for scrap.
0: Um, Iserman.
1: We lost five draft picks for tampering. You know, we had our captain stripped from us by a judge. Uh, well, the team almost moved to Saskatoon. The team, uh, Ralston Perina, locked the doors to the arena of the Checkerdome, didn't send anyone to the draft. We drafted nobody that year. There have been a – this. we went 52 years without a cup. There have been a lot of shitty things that have happened to this organization uh, along the way. Losing a color commentator is nowhere near the top of any of this stuff. Um,
0: well, and, and I think you'll agree, Kurt, when I say this. He's not even the, the best color commentator we've lost Joe Micalletti. Joe
1: Micalletti. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I was really sad to see him go. That was disappointing. But he went to New York, and I was like, well, okay, going to go to big market. I get it. Uh, but I really enjoyed him. I thought he was. I I I thought he was extremely fair, well spoken, and just really good behind the mic. Um, I uh, and I, I'll echo the sentiments with uh, not, you know, a little eye rolling with Darren Pang and his over the top being a homer, but I understand, like you said, Stephen, that it's a regional broadcast and there is a certain level of homerism expected uh, because you're, you know, you're, you're, it's one team's, mostly one team's fan base watching you. So you, you're playing to them. It, I get it, mm-hmm. but still, you know, when you're looking for honest analysis and a, in a, in a, in a color analyst and you, you, you're looking at one thing on a replay, right. And he's looking for, He's just searching for something else, and one of my favorite lines of his that I always made me roll my eyes is like, "Well, you know, uh, what's what's Preko supposed to do there in that situation?" I'm like, "Not high stick the guy? I don't <laughs> Not know. Yeah. Not cleared <laughs> over the glass? I don't know. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, that kind of a thing." But uh, uh, I actually have a couple of Jeremy Pang stories, but um, uh, one of them goes back to um, when before the podcast, uh, when. I was running let's cool blues.com lost well, to am. but back in the let's cool days, uh, we were still on the press release uh, list for Fox sports Midwest. And we got the notification along with the rest of the media uh, about Darren Pang coming here. And, but it wasn't really about, it just showed a list of all of the teams, broadcasters, radio, television, you know, and color analysts. And I looked at the blues and Darren Pang was on there and nothing else was said. I went, Darren Pang, what the hell is he on? I'm like, <gasps> did we get Darren Pang? You know, so that was kind of cool. Uh, I don't know, in a way to see that we got Darren Pang before uh, it was like the announced the day, the day after the, ne- the next day. But, um, and also that, that time I've talked about in the show where he, <laughs> when, he, when this, the Nathan Walker incident, uh, Jeff, when he interviewed oh, yeah. Nathan Walker, Walker had, what was it a hat trick or something in a game or had two goals? Uh... was.
0: I think it was just he scored in his debut for the Blues. It might have
1: been, and they they and he was one of the stars of the game. And they he interviewed him after the game, and he asked him if he was if he was going to get a, celebrate with a with a Foster's Lager, because he's from Australia, and that's where that beer is based. And I was just, and there were some Foster's Lager comments, uh, you know, during the show and stuff during the game, and I think I said on Twitter something about it. I raised the question I'm like, is that insensitive? I mean, just, just because, you know, because I think, and I think somebody else said, yeah, it might be because what if he was Mexican and you asked him if he was going to celebrate with tacos after the game? That would be kind of like, oh, that's inappropriate, right? It just, you know, just the way that things are now. And uh, I said, is that inappropriate or is that, just, is that, is that reaching for something? And somebody said, yes, it was, it was lazy, and, a lazy comment. And I said, yeah, I kind of agree with it being lazy. And, and he, he, he texted me. Uh, got my number from, uh, Kerber, Chris Kerber, and he, (laughs) he kind of went off me a little bit and said, I can, I, I'm not a lazy, uh, 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 analyst. I do my, I, I come to the rink early. I do my, I talk with the team, you know, I do this and that. And I was like, I, I'm not questioning your worth, work ethic at all. I, I just thought that one particular comment, I don't know. I, I was, I, I I apologize. I was like, you know what? I, I was, it was a reaching thing anyway. So I wasn't even, I didn't mean much by it, but. Right, that was kind well, of fun. and
0: and and again, I'll say like you mentioned his work ethic. Like from what I've heard oh, and sure. what I've seen, yeah. he is a very hard-working analyst. And I'll say like again, I respect the hell out of Darren Payne. I just don't like his style personally. He's making a joke, uh, He's making a joke. Uh, crappy was... goalie, crappy goalie uh, once said to me because I got in this debate with him. I mean, probably ten years ago now. Um, crappy goalie, friend of the show. He. He made a comment why he loves Darren Pang, and I was like, "What? Why do you love Darren Pang so much?" Because he's very bummed about this, by the way. Um, and he's like, because. "Is it because Darren Pang like, was also a crappy goalie?" That's tr- that. <laughs> Damn! <laughs> why have I not thought of that?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know.
0: Um, That's what I'm here no, for. I, I. Does so, he like Hanu
1: Toivanen too?
0: Right. Oh, <laughs> bag of crap is Hanu Toivanen. Um, that's from Carl something on the let's go blues.com forum.
1: Car- Carl Lindbaum, oh. it's Carl Lindbaum. Lind- lip-
0: no, it wasn't Carl Lindbaum's Carl lip It was somebody who had the first name of Carl on uh, let's go blues.com forums. Anyway, <sighs> we're getting off on crazy tangents here. Yeah. Circling it back in. I asked We goalie why he liked Darren Payne so much. And he said, because he's like a fan. He's like one of us in there. And my response was I don't want a fan in the booth. I want somebody who can maybe explain something that even I don't understand as somebody who watches hockey religiously. Like I want somebody smarter than me in there. And I'm not saying Darren Peng isn't. He is. But he doesn't to me show that in his broadcast. I think he does that a lot more for TNT. Oh, I which think which is great.
1: I think with TNT, he there's no Homer he's not he's impartial, right? It's supposed to be. So I, 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 I actually really enjoy his, uh, TNT color analyst work.
2: It's 10 PM. Do you know where your children are?
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <coughs> I enjoy his work on TNT, uh, more than his work with the blues just because I, I, I think you get a much more honest Darren Pang and, uh, I, I appreciate that, uh, out of him. Yeah. So I, I think, you know, he'll be great. You know, uh, he's still going to be on TNT. Um, so that's, Pretty much all we'll see of them, unless I tune into some Blackhawks games next season. So, um, it's, I mean, their, it's fine. It their, is broadcast
0: it is. Is, their broadcast was awful this last year. They cycled through people, there was no consistency. What was and the, the product on the ice was just crap. Oh, what's um, his name?
1: Uh, the in studio guy who, um, oh, shit. The former oh, the goalie. Uh, uh, Scott Darling, Scott Darling, <laughs> yeah, who, oh, who just awful. totally dissed St. Louis? That was. So I'm funny. fairly
0: certain he's gone. I don't think we'll we'll see him in broadcasting. Well, again. He, he should have been gone
1: awful. for wearing that that you know great grandma uh, shawl thing he
0: wore when he made that comment. <laughs> what the hell? Um, but uh, no, I I think he will bring some consistency. I can't remember the name of their color guy, or I'm sorry, their play by play guy. And, and he, dude, let's face it. He's going to be so happy in Chicago. He's going to be welcomed back with open arms. Sure. He will always be just like Joe Micheletti. And obviously, Micheletti played here. But just like Micheletti, he'll always be in blues lore. Uh, You know, he was in, I don't want to say he was involved, but he was here during the cup win. Um, And, you know, so I, I have no qualms with Darren Pang as a person. And, I, again, I just don't like his style. I for- get why people do. It's just not for me.
1: 14 years here. It's a long time. That's you great. Know, great ma- time. Maybe, maybe it's time to move on to somebody else. I don't, I don't, I don't like who they're probably going to replace him with, but
0: yeah, let's talk about that. So do you think it's a shoe in it's going to be rivers?
1: I think he has to be a leading candidate. Maybe they won't go with him. Who knows? But I'm just, I mean, I like, sometimes I really like rivers, uh, perspective, Sometimes I don't. He's really hit or miss with me. I, I like it when he, he pulls up that, that, uh, uh, the TV, the, the, the telestrator thing, and yeah. he's, he's breaking down plays and stuff. I think what I like about Rivers is I love um, how he'll break down plays since he's a former player. You know, he's got the insight. Um, I love his locker room stories, things that happen in the locker room, how players act in the locker room, what goes on. You know he, he'll, he'll share that more, a little more of that stuff uh, like on one-on-one ESPN radio. But uh, so I like that aspect. So that, that's 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 that stuff you don't get from, you know, regular, you know, uh, the uh, broadcasters that host these shows on, on so the, they didn't, they never played the game. Um, but, but then again, you get, you know, stuff with Rivers. I don't, I just, something about him just, I was like, ah, there's gotta be somebody better, right? Uh, well, it's, it's also broadcast. that a
0: lot, a lot of the insight he brings is old school insight. Like, yeah. He would say, like, his insight a lot of times is, well, you know, this guy comes in on the wall. Now in my day, we would crunch him up against the wall and we'd steal the puck and go. And it's like, that's not insight for today's game, bud. That's not how it works anymore.
1: That was big so, that was him and Kimball were big on uh back in the podcast. Yeah, my day, I saw on, on I
0: did see I did see a Reddit comment that was hilarious. That was like, you know what, at this point, if you're going to have rivers, just bring in Darren Kimball as a third and have them (laughs) just whine about how bad the game is now.
1: (laughs) I can't. Darren Kimball would be the worst guy to bring in. I would.
0: That is, that is actually a situation where I would just be like, I'm not going to have it with audio on. I,
1: that's a great point. I would, I mean, I, 'Cause there are a lot of people saying I'm not gonna watch the games anymore because Pang's not on the T V, which is ridiculous. Or You're I'm a not liar. gonna you know, yeah, I don't know. But but man, if Kimball was on there, I'm like oh, oh my god. god, I would really not like the broadcast at all. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try and sync, uh, I'll try and sync up my radio with the TV so I can Stephen, I can have you to ever cover. been
0: to DarrenKimball.com? <laughs> I can't
2: say that I have.
0: Uh his name is spelled, I believe, with what is it one R? Two R's, isn't it? Let me see. Or is it, one? I'm pretty sure. I don't it's know. One. Maybe it is two. I don't know. Look up how to spell his name and then- D-A-R-R-E-N. Is that right? I mean, where is our producer? It's D-A-R-E-N. No, it's one R. It's one it? R. Yeah. Yeah. So if you go to com, you'll have a nice little surprise. Oh, you're right.
1: Sorry,
2: sorry, sorry. Look at that. Beautiful. I was- <looking> <laughs> Very terrified
0: for what I was going to find <laughs> out. <but. laughs> the man who has a podcast named after pornography was terrified to go to a website. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good stuff. No, I I will say. Um, and the problem is, and let's face it, the overlying problem with Darren Payne not coming back has to at least have something to do with the Diamond Sports Group being in bankruptcy right now. Um, so they are, you know, they're going to be looking for a cheap alternative. To me, that means Jamie Rivers because you just give him a little bit of a pay bump and you're going to say you're going to travel with the team more. And I think that, because he's already on payroll, I think that's what's going to happen. It's unfortunate. I don't, And again, I don't hate Rivers either as a, as a broadcaster, but I just want them to do their due diligence and at least interview other candidates and say, let's find the best option for Blues fans. And yeah. and I, as I told you, Kurt, um, earlier before the show, um, I think you get John Kelly involved and you say, <laughs> hey, sit down. Let's roll through some some game clips. You call the play and then we'll cut it to the color guy. Like actually see if there's going to be some chemistry with somebody else. Like just do the work. Don't just say the cheapest is this guy. Let's go with this.
1: Do would you guys rather have John Kelly or Chris Kerber on the TV broadcast?
2: Steven? It's a tough question. I mean, I think Kerber does such a great job of describing it for a radio broadcast, you know, with the depth and detail that you need to do that. I'm not sure. I mean, I'm not obviously they translate to probably at least 80%, but I'm not sure it's a one for one translation calling those calling the games. Um, I think I prefer uh, him or Kerber, you know, overall a little bit, but I like them both pretty well. So hard to say. Yeah,
0: I think I think I prefer Kerber on the on the calls. So mm-hmm. I would, I guess I'd say Kerber for TV. But then again, at the same time. I do like when I like have a late hockey game or whatever, and I'm coming home when the Blues are playing, and I get to turn on and yes. listen to Kerber on the radio. That's always a nice little t- treat. Well, Kerber
1: Kerber did Kerber a couple also, games last sure, year on TV. Yeah, that's
0: true.
2: Kerber so. also has uh, has a little bit of that homerism in him as well. Sure, so, sure. Especially, especially
0: on Twitter, he gets he gets oh, a yeah. hard on. <laughs> oh oh yeah. yeah.
1: Not just about hockey either. He's he's yeah. He's got opinions. <laughs> yeah, he, he is sure an
0: opinionated does. fella.
1: No, I like I like Kerber.
2: I walked yep. into uh, Deerberg's once early in COVID, and I walked in behind a guy and I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's Chris Kerver, but we were all wearing our masks, you know, so I could uh. totally see him. And I I just, you know, how you pass people a couple of times in the aisles. And I was like, ah, my, I think that's him, but I don't know. And then finally <laughs> he walked past me and he answered a phone. And like the minute I heard his voice, I was like, it's <laughs> good <her."> That's him.
0: <laughs> nice." <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm fairly certain in early 2021, I saw Nikki Glaser, but uh, we were all wearing masks. We were. at – She lives. Well, her parents lived in Kirkwood, and I know during the the she got lockdown, she stayed she, with them. Yeah. What's that?
2: She got stuck there, basically. Yeah, she lockdown, got stuck I in Kirkwood remember.
0: with her parents, and yeah, I I was at the the Crestwood uh, Schnooks, and hmm. I I looked over and I saw her, and I'm like. God, that looks like Nikki Glaser. And then I heard her talk to somebody, and I'm like, I'm 90% sure that's her. But I really don't want to be that creepy guy that's like, "Hey, so I saw you from behind, and I thought, oh, you look like Nikki Glaser."
1: Did you did you ever watch her show uh, the the show that she made uh, in St. Louis here? Just like, I'm not. The, no, uh, it's on E, I think, and it was filmed here. It's based here. She's when she's while well, she's staying here uh, with her parents or near her parents. Um, yeah, Nikki Glazer's show or something like that. Hmm. I'll check yeah. that out. I didn't yeah, know that. She, yeah, you'll you'll see spots around town where she films stuff and everything.
0: Hmm. Okay. It's a
1: reality-type show, you know.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, fellas, I think we're going to go ahead and uh, move to our commercial because here in a little bit we are going to be talking about uh, our first reveal of Left Wings for the all-time Blues team. We'll do the first two, and we'll do the next two next week. Uh, you are listening to Jeff. Kurt and steven on let's go blues radio we'll return after these messages every beer league hockey night i grab my hockey bag and sticks and throw them in the trunk of my car and the very next thing i do I mix up a boost of energy courtesy of rockinthatidlife.com. It's formulated to break up its delivery in three ways, which helps me get through all three periods of hockey. Phase one provides a rapid onset of energy, concentration, alertness, and motivation. By period two, I'm receiving a dose of sustained energy, increased focus, metabolism, cognitive function, performance, and feelings of well-being, which I need with the way I play. In phase three, I'm getting fatigue protection without jitters and crash, an elevated mood and a reduction of fluid retention to help me make the big play when it counts. This same triphasic approach helps me when I drink it during work hours or simply just for a pick me up when I need it. Try one of the four energy flavors by visiting rockinthatidlife.com, but make sure to email Dustin at rockinthatidlife at gmail.com and tell him Let's Go Blues Radio sent you to receive an additional 10% off your order. That's rockin that idlife.com
2: Center Rice Brewery is a beer lover's dream for hockey fans based in St. Louis Missouri owner Steve Albers has been brewing hockey themed favorites for thirsty sports fans since 2017 from the beauty IPA to the old arena lager a cold frosty hockey themed beer is just what the doctor ordered for hockey fans in St. Louis Make sure to check your local beer store for Center Ice Brewery beer today. LGB,
0: let's go beer. During the magical 2019 playoff run, I was in the midst of buying my current home. Every time I spoke with my realtor, obviously, home buying was the discussion. But in the back of my mind, I couldn't stop thinking about what was destined to happen for our St. Louis hockey team. If only there were a realtor who could have walked me through the process, held my hand when needed, but was there to be a sounding board when I wanted to complain about a certain hand pass goal. Let realtor Mike Burgoyne with Real Brokerage be that for you. He'll have your needs top of mind as he skates you through the home buying or selling process dangling you past any obstacles and assisting on all your home goals check out strikewithmike.com for more information or give him a call directly at 314-753-4060 that's mike burgoyne with real brokerage at strikewithmike.com and that number again is 314-753-4060 don't forget to tell mike that let's go blues radio sent you And now, back to Let's Go
2: Blues Radio, the
0: longest
2: running St. Louis Blues podcast with Price, Ponder, and
0: Day. So, coming out of break, we got a good question here. I have no idea. Uh, Nathan Moyers on Facebook chat says, Can Bally's hire any new on-air personnel given the bankruptcy filings? That's a great question. I'm not a lawyer. Any lawyers listening, please tune in. (laughs) Uh, I mean, I, good question. I don't know. I, I'm gonna say I, yes. I,
2: will, I would assume they have to be
0: able to fill yeah.
2: you know, vacancies to keep the yeah keep they the have company running
0: right. Oh, and you gotta, gotta wonder that. if like the NHL can step in and be like, yeah, we'll back this. I don't know. You gotta think there's something to be is... done.
2: That is one thing that I didn't say about it earlier that I think is, you know, a factor in this is the NHL sitting on the sidelines, not what they're paying specifically, because, you know, who cares? But like just the whole fact that probably a third or more of the NHL's broadcasts are on this network that is now defunct are going to be defunct. And like the same way the NHL has a plan or knows what's going on particularly. It's just, yeah,
0: I mean, you guys saw what uh, the typical NHL to me. Is it the Padres that are, uh, or the Pirates? Who is it that's actually the the, the league is taking over the broadcast because of mm-hmm. Valley Sports? Um, yeah. yeah, I. You got to think with the NHL in its off season, that has got to be a number one priority right now, right? Like, what do we do? What is the plan going into next season?
2: Yeah, I mean, you almost you almost think they have to communicate and get ESPN to like unblacklist some of those things. Well they're yes. doing the black questing. It's not a ESPN. So maybe they'll have to be mature for once and let people watch their preferred yeah. teams wherever they are.
1: The blackout thing is such an antiquated outdo outdated. Yeah. Uh
2: mess. Plus, like it became dramatically easier for me to watch St. Louis sports when I moved down here to Jackson. Oh yeah. I just had That's- to get ESPN plus and get you know, MLB TV, and that's it. And then I have yep. both teams and all the games. Right. So When
0: I lived in Dallas, that's, that was me. I was like, hey, the best part about this is it is so easy because I think at the time Sling was huge. I'm mm-hmm. like, it is just so easy to just get whatever the hell I want and be able to watch all my St. Louis teams. No issues. Yeah.
2: It's embarrassing for the hockey in particular. I think that that's yeah. still a problem.
1: Now the the Yankees, for example, they have their own broadcasting network, right? Mm-hmm. The Yankees Entertainment Sports, what the YES Network. Mm-hmm. Um, now, now the Blues obviously aren't big enough to maybe pull that off or even want to do that. make that profitable, but the Cardinals could do that. I
2: feel like the Cardinals could do it. They, could, know, make, could, exactly do it they could make even more good. if they had the Blues as part of it. That's right. You know? I mean, they could go in as a as a
1: as a ten as a team, yeah, and have. I don't know two stations like, like you know Bally's has the Bally's and Bally's uh sports extra whatever it is Bally's Midwest extra uh or Bally's 1 and 2 or just call it whatever and just uh, two stations for you know when there's overlap one team goes to the other one or whatever it's it seems or like maybe, it's maybe easy... they
0: maybe they strike a deal where they say you know if the Cardinals and Blues are playing at the same time Cardinals will always be on the Cardinals network but they strike a deal maybe with CW11 and are like KPLR or whoever and huh. say Hey, if we can't if we have two games at the same time, we'll give you the rights to the blues coverage.
1: Well, that wouldn't work for me because I don't get channel 11.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so,
1: let's not do that. That, okay, would, channel that five.
0: would require
2: that would require someone in the Cardinals organization to have a forward thinking thought though and so that, you know, seems <laughs> that's that's like a great point. <laughs> with,
1: with with how easy it is to stream everything nowadays, it this the, I don't know if people are making this harder than it needs to be. Um, I think they they were, are, oh. uh, it just seems like. I mean, like you look at just, what
2: MOS did. I mean, Apple paid boatloads for for yeah. uh, you know the MOS deal, and they just have everything. <laughs> but now it's that Messi's coming, they've got to be just absolutely jumping for joy, you know? Yeah. They've yep. pretty I Pretty much I, already paid for their deal themselves.
1: I wonder how many people subscribe to Apple TV for MOS.
0: I have yeah, Well, I mean, it, you got to figure they've got the numbers. Uh, they just probably haven't released them. Well, yeah, this. I know. I,
1: I just, I because I, I it, you know, I, I'm. I I'll, I'll say most people don't have it. I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. Um, Apple TV, but I think it,
2: that's when. But that's the wisdom of making it the only place you can get that. You know, I mean, if that's you know sport, then
1: I'm sure, you yeah, know where it is. You can find it. Yeah. Yep. And every game's on. There's no blackouts. You can watch any game you want. Mm-hmm.
0: That and that to me is the model. That is the model that we should have. If if the NHL was just like, hey, no blackouts, nothing. Even the nationally picked up broadcasts like TNT ESPN, no blackouts. Uh, you can watch all the teams you want. Honestly, if it was four hundred dollars a season, I'd pay it. I'd be like, Okay. Like I get to watch hockey whatever fuck I want. Okay, sure. You got it. I mean, no blackouts. Well,
1: I mean, we have that now. Well, with Bally's and with ESPN Plus, you can watch any game you want um, because the local games, you know, you, you, they're not blacked out on Bally's, obviously. But
0: what I'm saying is, you give me one app that I has agree. everything. I agree. That's all I want. I, yeah.
1: I agree. But I, but yeah. I see so you said it, you spent, said you spent $400 on it, but <laughs> you don't have to spend quite that much to get it the way it is now. But,
0: yeah, I know, but what I'm saying is if, if you have SVM one Plus. one hub, no hoops to jump through, it's like the Blues play at seven o'clock. I know exactly where to go, I don't have to look up what network it's on, I don't have to, nothing just go to the app, boom, I'm watching the game. That's I love, what I want.
1: No, and keep, keeping it simple is probably the way to go. Uh, have you, you have Apple, well, okay, Apple TV. Um, have you tried to watch uh, any of a uh, soccer game that's like a couple days old? And trying to find uh, where to watch an archived game,
0: we so it the one time that we did impossible. that, the it's the one buried. time we did that. All we did was we just typed in uh, in search. We just typed in uh, MLS St. Louis City, and it came up. So if
1: if if, if you go to like the, the, the team, like you can select all the different teams, and you go to the team, say you want to watch one of the city's games, you go to that the city's page where it shows all the videos and stuff for city archived games. <laughs> Good luck. You got to go way down past all those the highlight time. videos, yep. past all the highlight videos and seeing all those other videos can ruin the outcome of a game for you. Right. Just seeing so, like the little stills. So it's, it's so, it's let me, let me ask
0: you, because this, this is a debate with my wife and I, I work in this kind of field. So uh, in a way with websites. So um, I have a way that I know that is tried and true for me, but some people work in different ways. I always use search. Always search. It's always, I know what I want. I know the keywords I need to type in. So any app I'm on, if it's Netflix, Hulu, I just instantly go to search, type it in. Do you guys do that? Or do you like go through the menus and try to find what you want through the menus?
1: Well, when you type in, say, St. Louis City, uh, what do you get? You get, you probably get all kinds of stuff like highlight videos, games, all kinds of so stuff. So the right?
0: game that I was looking for, I remember who they played. Let's say it was Houston. I just typed in MLS St. Louis City Houston, and that okay. game popped right up.
1: That's different, yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying that it's it's easy to click on. I don't have to type in anything. You know, the the game is right down at the bottom. So okay, just go down, click on city, and the city's page comes up. All the video highlights are on, and, it, but you would think that the last game played that they played. Will be right there, ready to go. I have scores turned off, so I don't see the scores. I'm trying to play a game i watched yet, but you have to scroll down way to the bottom, and it's buried a couple, like a few clicks deep, just their last game that was played. I'm just saying that's the way you do it is probably a lot better, but it should not that that game, which is probably what most people will be looking for, is buried a couple clicks deep. You can't even find it. I, I You ready I'd for
0: you ready for salesman Jeff? Here we go. Ready for this? <laughs> So what you're saying, Kurt, is you want this to be like the Let's Go Blues Radio YouTube page. So if you miss a show, it's right there. <laughs> the most recent episode.
1: You would think the most recent game would be right there at the top to watch. That's just you would think. that's just me. And it's not. Yep. So
0: all right. Let's get into it, boys. So we've got uh left wing. know, remember again, we're only revealing the first two left wings. So your first line left wing, your second line left wing. We'll reveal three and four next week. Um, But as a reminder, the Blues released that over my shoulder there. Uh, They released that 35th anniversary team Uh, on that team. Then this goes in order. This was who they selected. Brian Sutter, Brendan Shanahan, Keith Kachuk, and Pavel Dimitra. At the time, Kachuk and Dimitra were on the roster. Uh, So little recency bias maybe there. I don't know. Um, so the question is Brian Sutter, Brendan Shanahan were one and two, Kachuk and Demetra three and four. Did any of those guys make it to the one or two spot here for left wing? Well, folks, here we go. Reveal number one, your first line left wing on the St. Louis Blues all time team. It is not Brian Sutter. It is not Brendan Shanahan. It is Keith Kachuk. Keith Kachuk has leapfrogged those two players as well as anyone else that you might have thought would be uh, involved in the all-time team. Uh, So let's uh, run through some things real quick with Keith Kachuk. He had five all-star games in his career, two with the Blues. He played with the Jets and Coyotes organization as well as the Blues and Atlanta Thrashers. Let's not forget that. Uh, Best season as a Blue came in 2001-2002. That was his first full season as a Blue 73 games played, 38 goals, 37 assists, 75 points. Uh, Stats with the Blues. He is number six in goals all time with 208. Uh, Number four in power play goals with 96. Tied for number seven in uh, game-winning goals with 29. And he's number 20 in games played with 543. Uh, So Keith Kachuk, a guy who is pretty synonymous with St. Louis at this point. Uh, You know, we talked about Bobby Plager a couple weeks ago, uh, kind of being Mr. Blue. Not saying Keith Kachuk's anywhere near that status, but he is a St. Louis, and him and his beautiful wife, Chantal, still live here in St. Louis. Obviously, two boys still in the NHL, one uh, currently in the Stanley Cup final in Matthew. Uh, But Keith Kachuk is your number one left wing. Kurt, are you surprised by that? Yes.
1: Me too. Very much so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would have, uh, and did, uh, have someone else here. Uh, I, but I, I get it. You know, he, he was here not that long ago. His sons are still playing, um, spent a long time here, uh, still lives in St. Louis. So there's, you know, there's all that. Um, and he had a great blues career. Um, I'm not doubting that, but but uh, yeah, number one, I'm I was I was shocked. Um, do I get to say who I had here? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah, I I had Shanahan uh, as number one. I uh, Kachuk played twice as many games for the Blues, but uh, I thought during his time here, I thought Shanahan was a was a more effective uh, a left wing, a better left wing um, than uh, Kachuk was, even though Kachuk has the numbers you know, due to longevity. So I think, uh, uh, I, I think Kachuk was in my top four, but, uh, I would have had Shanahan as number one.
0: So I uh, have to get to divide by zeros. Come, you know what? I'm gonna give him comment of the show. Uh, he says, yeah, no, Keith was great for trading. <laughs> <laughs> he was a good left wing, but he couldn't touch Brendan Shanahan or Brian Sutter. Um, yeah, I, I again, and, and uh, Steven, I want to get to you too. Um, but, um, I was shocked by this as well. I, when the poll started, uh, cause let's see, he was in the poll that had, sorry, one second again, this is why we need a producer. Um, he was in the poll that had uh, Brian Sutter, Brendan Shanahan and uh, Jorgen Pedersen as well. So the fact that he won that poll shocked the hell out of me. Um, I thought it was going to be a dead heat between Sutter and Shanahan. Now they've, they finished well, don't get me wrong. But The fact that Kachuk pulled into the lead pretty early and held on to it, uh, that surprised the hell out of me. I thought, man, Kachuk, yeah, he belongs on this team. Sure, all these guys do. But him at number one, whoo. Do you lying. remember? Oh, go ahead. I'm oh, sorry. Uh, real quick. Do you remember
1: when uh, Kachuk, high stick, Shanahan, Shanahan was on the Blues, Kachuk was with Phoenix? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And and so Kachuk high stick Shanahan pretty good. Shanahan went in the locker room, got all mended he up, was stitched a up.
0: Jet, jet at the point, right? <laughs> a jet,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. And Shanahan came back out there, uh, scored the game winning goal, and then beat the shit out of Kachuk. Yep. <laughs> so I think based on, based on that little tiny little sample size alone, I'm like, that. that's my nugget. for You know, because uh, of that, Shanahan
0: uh, Shanahan beat Keith Kachuk's ass. Shanahan now takes number one. Sorry, <laughs> Keith, you're out. <laughs> uh, Steven, your thoughts on Shanahan as the number one. Kachuk is the number one. Kachuk. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. One. Kachuk. <laughs> I talked myself into it. <laughs> the argument um, was so convincing. <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm
2: definitely, I'm as surprised as both you guys are. It's, you know i was really surprised when you said that and then the more i look at this these names they're legitimately six guys here that you could argue you know number one or at least to have a case for it so you know it's not like we're trying to drag keith kachuck he's a u.s hockey hall of famer He had a phenomenal boy's career and an even better you know league-wide career but i definitely think this is some extreme recency bias going on some visibility bias, probably the fact that these polls went up as his son was dominating the Bruins and or Maple Leafs, you know, and making a Conn Smythe case for himself didn't hurt. Um, I think he's, you know, he was a phenomenal player, but he didn't play, you know, during the height of the Blues' success either a lot. And, you know, I think probably deserves to be top four. I didn't have him at number one. Um, either, but, um, I did have him top four. So I guess I'm, you know, I'm not surprised that he makes the team, but, uh, definitely surprised that he took the number one spot.
0: So let's go ahead and just say that. So, uh, let's see, uh, Steven, your number one was actually Alexander Steen. Uh, Mm -hmm. Kurt, yours was Brendan Shanahan and mine was Brian Sutter. So we all differed there. Um, and again, none of us had kachuk, and so, when it comes to the rankings, only one person had Kachuk as number one so again we we talk about how this panel selected who belongs here and then where they slotted in yet it's it is one hundred percent the Twitter poll that anointed him as number one because none of us had him there at that point, except one person on the panel um so I do want to say, we, we're, it, it sounds like we're talking negative about Keith Kuchuk. I don't no. think any of us are. Yeah. Um, let's talk about him as a blue. Um, I'll say that is one memory that I have um, that will stick with me forever. Uh, I remember it was my, so it was 2001. Kurt, sorry, and Steven, you're young, so I don't have to apologize <laughs> to you. Um, I'm going to make you feel old. I was a sophomore in high school. And um, I, uh, I remember just walking down the aisle and somebody grabbed me and going, the blues got Keith Kachuk. And I'm like, okay guy. And he's like, no, look, my dad just texted me. This is before we had phone on our internet. I'm internet on our phone. <laughs> and um, he's like, no, my dad just texted me. It's real. They just trade him for Jeff Tafe and Michael Hanzus and whoever else was involved in that trade. And, and I'm like, Oh my god! And I remember just running down the hall and going, "The Blues got Kachuk," and like (laughs) half the people in the hallway are like, "What the fuck is up with this guy?" And then I remember my math teacher, who was a a a Marine, and he's actually our hockey coach too. And I remember him grabbing me by the arm, being going, "What did you just say?" And I was like, "Oh shit, this guy's about to kick my ass." I'm like, "The Blues got Kachuk," and he's like. (laughs) fucking right they did he gave me a high five and i'm like yes like it was such a, a just because to me they had just gotten scott millenby right before that i want to say it was about a week before kurt i don't know if you your memory serves you as well but um I say it was like a week two weeks something like that so it was like they're all in they're gonna win the cup i will say um I think if any team challenges that 2019 blues team, it's that 2001 team. I think they had everything they needed to win a Stanley cup. Their goalie just fell apart in the third round.
2: Yep. I don't disagree with that. I mean, I think he he's definitely a player that made an immediate impact with the team. Huge acquisition. I think, um, you know, very memorable for his size and style of play. And, um, you know, I think he, he played that power forward role that doesn't, doesn't almost doesn't exist as much in the NHL anymore. And it kind of, you know, kind of, the to me, the prototype of that role is that you think of a guy like Keith Kachuk, when you think of that, that player. Um, so definitely very much deserves to be recognized as one of the all time greats with the blues has his, has his number semi retired with the number seven thing that they did. I don't even know if it's technically retired, but, you know. They honored, honored, I it. guess, in some way. Um, yeah, it's but, honored. Yeah, but um, certainly a great player and, you know, has had an enduring impact on the team. He's, you know, done things like um, been basically a, a billet father to Robert Thomas in his first season here and probably other players that, you know, we don't talk as much about and uh, obviously has the kids as well and has a big part of the hockey community here hopefully we'll uh convince the kids to come home at some point we miss we may have missed out on matthew but brady's gonna not want to be a senator eventually you know so <laughs> hopefully that that time will come around but certainly a great player definitely mean no disrespect by expe- expressing surprise at his number one ranking because he deserves a lot of a lot of respect and kudos from blues fans
0: I mean, let's put it like this. He'd be number one f- all time for the Atlanta Thrashers, right? There you go. That's right. <laughs> I think that belongs to Ilya Kovalchuk, to be well, honest. But- <laughs> yeah. Is he left or right? That was what I was going to ask.
1: There's nothing wrong with finishing number two or
0: three. I mean, yeah.
2: There's no,
1: there's no shame in that.
2: Maybe on the Thrashers. I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think Glenn Metropolit makes their all-time team. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, okay. Uh, speaking of Glenn Metropolit, we did we did a little research earlier and I closed it. Damn it. Uh, we looked up uh, the trade: who the Blues got for Kachuk when they traded him to Atlanta. You have it. All right. So go ahead.
1: Uh, the Blues got uh, Metropolit, uh, 2007 first round pick, uh, Michael Backlund uh 2007 third round pick which was uh Brett Soane. 2008 second round pick which it was uh Philip McRae. and 2008 conditional first round pick uh if the thrashers re-signed Kachuk for the 07-08 season which they did not so that was not So
0: first of all uh the Blues got a player in there that became a friend of the show in Phil McRae. um oh, second yeah. of all yeah uh Phil Phil's a good right. dude still lives in St. Louis so um, obviously from St. Louis as well. Well, was he born here? I can't remember. Was I Basil? Was. Yeah. Excuse me. Anyway. Um, so we figured that out and we said, well, Mikhail Backlund, Blues ended up not making – they didn't make that pick. They ended up trading. Steve looked Stephen looked it up. It was uh they traded him to Calgary, right? And one of those picks they got in return was Ian Cole. That's Ian right. Cole. Gets traded later as a blue or Robert Bertuzzo. Robert Bertuzzo kicks the shit out of Zach Sanford practice <laughs> and the blues win the Stanley cup. So thank you, Keith Kachuk, for that big trade to Atlanta. You brought us a cup. That's the way I see it.
1: The six degrees of uh, the Keith Kachuk, I guess, or sep- yep. separation, right. whatever it is called. Uh, yeah. Uh, Phil McCray, uh, born in Chesterfield, Missouri.
0: Yeah, that's right. Yep. Okay. Um, so I'll say uh, U.S. Hockey Hall of Fame, absolutely. I think he was inducted in 2011. Could be wrong on that. Um, good for him. Great player. One of the best U.S.-born players of all time. Um, I have to ask the question. I think we've already talked about it on the show before. Is he an NHL Hall of Famer? Phil McCray? No. <laughs> no, Glenn Metropolitan. Ah, yes. <laughs> no, Keith Kachuk, obviously. <sighs> oh man. I'm gonna say no. I I think he is he is in the hall of very, very good. He's right there on the cusp. I, I hate to say this because I think it's a little unfair to individual players. I think if he gets a Stanley cup, he's more in the conversation, but unfortunately, because he never did, uh, you know, that's a one thing that a lot of people can point to and say, well, he was big in that you know, cup run and he got a cup, but it never happened for him. So, yeah, I, I
1: personally, I don't put a lot of weight on the number of cups you have, or if you have a cup or not, cause that's, you know, it's such a team sport, you know, it's so hard for one or two players to, to, to make a difference uh, uh, and to actually, you know, help your team win a cup that you say, oh, I oh, got, okay. I mean, unless you get the MVP, you know, and just like a total standout player, um, like Kachuk was, you know, uh, this playoffs, uh, Matthew, um, putting your team on his back, basically. Um, yeah. 500 goal, over 500 goals, over a thousand points. <sighs> I mean, he's, yeah, he's right there. I mean, how many goals did the uh, have? cap? It's over 500.
2: I think That's so. Yeah, yeah. He he's right on the edge too. And he's he well. slow and slow, of course.
0: And five hundred and thirteen. He like he's 10, at five thirteen and uh twelve hundred and sixteen points.
1: him and Kachuk are very similar in terms of uh he had a couple hundred more points or hundred and fifty more points, whatever it is. And uh like uh what, ten more goal uh, twenty more goals, something like that, twenty five. Yeah, so,
2: I think. I think Kachuk is just right outside the bubble, but it's very close. I mean, he didn't have individual awards either at any point, wasn't even, you know, particularly highly ranked for them. Um, I think that part of that just has to do with how selective the Hockey Hall of Fame is. You know, some other Hall of Fames have not been. So I think, you know, there's no way to say, like, if he was a baseball player with the same stats. But I think, you know, in that kind of Hall of Fame, he might have a better shot. But hockey only lets in, what, two or three, three or four people a year, two NHL players, something like that. So he had to wait a long time to get his turn if that was going to be the case, I think.
0: I mean, I hate to say this because he did play a lot of his career in the dead puck era, but he he actually never even had a 100-point season. Closest he ever mm-hmm. got was 98 in 95, 96 with uh, Winnipeg. So um, I think that's another thing you you have to look at and you say, well, how many 100-point seasons did he have if it's a forward? And the answer is zero. So he did have two fifty 50-goal to... seasons, though. He did. And, and, again, he was great. When the Blues got him, I was ecstatic. So I was like, I. that is exactly what this team needs. And I loved having him. And it it's funny because, you know, when you're rebuilding, you're thinking, okay, start unloading these players every year. Every year that they held on to Kachuk, K- Kachuk. I actually didn't have a problem with it. I was like, yeah, keep him around. He's putting butts in the seats. He's fun to have on the team. He's a great interview. Let him coach these kids. Like I I loved having him on the team and having him around. So yeah, I I again I'm shocked he's at number one, but I'm happy he's on this team because he is a great player and a great ambassador for the blues.
1: His I mean, his playoff numbers dip significantly than his regular season numbers. Yeah. Um his last twenty playoff games with the Blues, he had two goals. Mm. Um brutal. Yeah. I mean that doesn't count. I mean, and, and in the, the previous twenty five with the Blues, he had seven. So and he was Yeah, I remember
0: before. people shocked that he didn't perform better in the O yeah. one playoffs. But yeah. I well, thought he, had, he was still he was still effective. He just wasn't putting the puck in the net. He
1: had nine points in fifteen games, only two goals though. Yeah. So
0: yeah, I remember one of them was against Belfour. And I remember thinking anytime you score in Belfour, you're you're good in my book. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so Keith Kachuk, your number one pick. And uh I don't know if you guys have anything else to say about Kachuk, I'll Also, otherwise we'll move on.
1: I I just I, I don't think I actually said for sure but I, outside looking in for me, just barely for Kachuk. Someone not everyone can make it, and I think you gotta draw a line somewhere and I think he's he's looking in.
0: You're talking about Hall of Fame? Uh, Hall of Fame, yeah. Yep, okay. Yeah, I'm with you, 100%. Uh, So, second reveal again, Brian Sutter, Brendan Shanahan were uh, number one and two uh, going into uh, the 35th anniversary team. Do they make it here as a second left wing? The answer is no. It is Pavel Dimitra. Uh, Mr. Dimitra appeared in three All-Star games, all with the St. Louis Blues, uh, he is a 1999-2000 Lady Being Memorial Trophy winner. Uh, that season in 71 games played, he had eight penalty minutes. His best season as a Blue came in 2002-2003. 78 games played, 36 goals, 57 assists, and 93 points. Uh, that was a year that he played on, and I'm just going to make this claim now. You guys can tell me how wrong I am if you like. I think he played in one of the best lines in Blues history, and that was a top line of Keith Kachuk on the left wing, Demetra at center, and Scott Mellonby on the right side. I thought that line was so much fun to watch. Um, and, again, that was Demetra at center. Uh, Blue stats, he was uh, number eight in goals uh, all time with 204, number eight in assists at 289 number 7 in points at 493 tied for third in plus minus with a plus 99 uh number 9 in even strength goals with 137 number 8 in power play goals with 63 number 2 in game winning goals at 45 he's only behind uh Brett Hall who had 70 by the way which is ridiculous um on uh, Unfortunately, on September 7th, 2011, he passed away in the locomotive Yaroslavl plane crash. He was 36 years old at the time. Um, I'm going to add this caveat here to start uh, before I pass it off to you guys. I actually think it's bullshit that Paolo Dimitra is listed as a left wing. And I'm not nothing against our panelists. It was that this is where he was slotted on the all-time team in the 35th year in 2002 the blues put him at left um primarily for the blues and you can argue with me i think he was a right wing but he also played a lot of center i don't remember him playing left wing really at all so uh i actually to the uh, the little insider information to the panelists i gave them the option i said hey you can move Demetra wherever you want in the lineup, as a center or a right wing. You just have to pick who belongs in his spot on left wing, and I'll move him. But And we got a couple people that did it, and it's fine that everybody didn't. Um, it's just there's a lot of good teams, good, good players to choose from. So I don't think a lot of people wanted to do it. We had a couple people do it. I was one of them. There just wasn't enough to justify the move, so I kept him at left wing here. So he is your second left wing here with the St. Louis Blues all-time team. Uh, we started with Kurt last time. So, Stephen, your thoughts on Pavel Demetra as the number two left uh, wing on the Blues all-time team.
2: First of all, thank you for calling me lazy for not moving him out of the left wing position. I appreciate <laughs> That's that. That's not what um, I was doing. <laughs> I, I read between the lines to get what you were really <laughs> saying. Uh This <laughs> breaks my heart to say this because Pavel Dimitra is one of my favorite Blues players of all time. But... This one is even wilder to me that he's ahead of some of the other names here than mm-hmm. um Keith Kachuk is because um I mean I, you know how you put Demetra ahead of Sutter ahead of to me personally, Steen, you know, Perron are all guys, you know, Shanahan I think too are all guys that you could put him ahead put ahead of him. Which is not – to th- I mean, again, I don't want to go all the way into the negative. He had a phenomenal career here. He had a 93-point season. He won that coveted Lady Bing that every player dreams of putting in their trophy case before they retire, you know. Um, and, uh, and I think he, he was a great player. Like I said, I absolutely loved him. One of my very first, you know, favorite Blues players. Um, but just when you look at his career-long impact, his blue his blue's career you know under 500 games um you know almost a point per game very about like one point away from a point per game in that time so obviously incredibly good player but never like the best he was the best forward in that year you mentioned jeff but you know always on teams with pronger and 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 kachuk and McInnes and guys that were you know some of those were definitely surefire hall of famers other guys that were you know borderline um and then, you know, the not as long an NHL career, not as big an impact outside of St. Louis. I just think a very good player, but ahead of those other guys in terms of just his impact on the Blues, um, you know, I think that's a little bit of, of probably elevating him because of, sadly, the circumstances of his passing, which are tragic. And I think he has gotten a little bit of that, I don't want to say sanctified, like it's unfair, like he doesn't deserve a lot of recognition. But I think that does kind of elevate your memory of him because you think about that a lot in the light of the tragedy, which, you know, certainly is a a heartbreaking tragedy. And hate hate that we lost him so soon. But I do think it kind of colors how people, you know, maybe think about him and have that kind of, you know, rose tinted glasses a little bit. Not that he is not great. He is great. You know, (laughs) I feel so bad kind of making that argument. But I'm very surprised.
1: He was uh he's listed as a center on uh, hockeydatabase.com by the way. Hockey reference has him as a left wing, so it just depends where you look, I guess.
0: I, I want to say he played left wing when he left here. I want to say he when he went to Minnesota, they had him on left wing, uh, and I'm not saying that he didn't play left. I actually think his first year, I think he played left wing uh, and played a lot with Hall, but I think primarily he was more a center and right wing. He, he
1: was, I mean, Demetra was also on some great blues teams, you know, from Mm -hmm. 97, 98 until, uh, Oh three Oh four. I mean, that, that was the president's, the president's trophy team was in there. The, I mean, the, the Quinville years, I mean, he was on some fantastic teams. So a lot of good memories too, from, from that era, uh, not in the playoffs, but, um, necessarily, except for the one, the one run, but, uh, to the conference final, but, uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of positive memories, as opposed to, like, I guess when we talked about Kachuk, he was on a number of, uh, I mean, he was on, there was some overlap there with uh, with Demetri, but he was on uh, those shitty, <laughs> the old 506, the mid 2000 teams too, So uh, when Demetri was gone. So, I mean, I agree with you, Steven. This one is, I mean, I, I probably have in my top four, but not at number two. Uh, not over Shanahan, not over
0: Sutter. Maybe I, you it, guys, it, do you guys want to know where you had him? I know. Uh, Stephen, Stephen had six. him at five. Okay. Stephen had him at five. Kurt, you had him at three. Okay. I had him at two. Okay. So he's right where I thought he would be. Yeah. And, and, and Love I loved,
1: it. loved Demetra, you know, such a, such a fantastically consistent player, you know, mm-hmm. um, uh, just a good offensive player. Um, Of course, he was played a big role in that, uh, the Wednesday night wonder, the comeback against Toronto. Uh, Oh yeah. Yeah. That, that, that was just a fantastic memory. And then the, like I said, the president's trophy teams, the Quinville teams, uh, he was a big part of those. So um, yeah, I mean, I, I love Demetra and I, and I've always said that I think that if the blues were going to retire another number, um, he's like the only guy left. I think that, fits that bill if you take everything into consideration you know that uh, his crew with the blues he was a point of game guy essentially um and and how he passed away tragically i think you can make a case for retiring his number i thought I they could have done that um at some point here but you know it's a borderline but i think i would you know but um uh, there's no rules with retiring numbers so you could you know whatever but uh yeah i
0: I, I, I had
1: him at three, Jeff. I had him. So that's
0: Yeah, you had him at three. Yeah. Uh,
1: so I think I, I I wouldn't have put him at two. I've got a couple of guys that had him at number two, but definitely top four um, for sure. Uh, but, yeah, two a little surprising uh, that he made that high over some other guys.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, Like I said, I think for my money, one of the best lines in Blues history was the Kachuk-Dimitra-Mellenby line. I just love the way they worked the puck, the way one of those two wingers would be crashing the net usually Mellonby and Kachuk and Dimitro would just pass, pass, pass. Use and of course you got Pronger or McKinnis out there with them too. I mean, that was such a dynamic and fun line to watch. Um, you know, and then of course the another line he was on that blues fans remember fondly if you're that old, the Slovak pack. Um, oh, yeah. loved the Slovak pack. They were yeah. it was funny because they were all left handed and you rarely have a, a line of guys that are all one-handedness and then can produce the way they did. Um, if you look back, they didn't put up, you know, people probably remember them and were like, oh, they each probably had a 100-point season, right? Like, no, it was not that way. It was the way they crunched time. They would just take the puck and just go on the offensive zone and just cycle for a full minute. Before they'd start cycling to get off the rink and and switch off one on one, and it was just so impressive to watch the, the way cycling red,
1: the cycling Slovaks, right? I called them that.
0: Yeah, so. the sli- yeah Slovak packs like cycling Slovaks. Yeah, that's multiple nicknames for that line. Um, I remember they tried to remake that later when I think was it Hanzus left and they brought in like Vladimir Orsage or somebody who was fucking terrible, and it was just like. No, it's not just because they're Slovaks. It's because they're good hockey players. Hesh was on that
1: line too, wasn't he? Jo- Jochen Hek- Hesh-, Hesh, uh Demitra, uh, and Bartesko.
0: He might have been on a line with them at some point. Yeah, he I wasn't I, Slovak.
1: I'm, no, 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 no. I know, but I'm just—he was on the—he was part of that that group. For might have been. While.
0: Yeah. Um. But yeah, I I just love that line, and uh, and I just and and I I will say regarding Pavel Dimitra, the Blues beat the Sharks in 2000 if Dimitra's not injured. He, was, he got a concussion at mm-hmm. the end of the season, did not play that playoff. I think if they have one more gun out there, that's Pablo Dimitra. I think they win that series, and who knows where they go after that.
1: You think Dimitra being on the team uh, makes Turek stop Owen Nolan's slap shot from outside
0: the blue line? I don't think we get to that point <laughs> if is on the team. That's the way I see it. Fuck that goal. God. Steven, I don't know if you know, I told this on the show, April 25th, 2000, was when that game happened. Game seven, it was my fucking 15th birthday. (laughs) I was so excited. My dad surprised me with tickets that morning and said, we're going to the game tonight. We're sitting eight rows off the ice. This is going to be great. If you remember, the Blues were down 3-1. They won the two previous games. So I'm like, there's no way they lose. I remember even NHL.com, in the infancy of the internet, was like, they they posted the schedule that morning of what round two would look like. They already had the blues slotted as the winners of the of Game <laughs> Seven. Like See, even that's... NHL.com was just like, but, yeah, blues are winning this.
1: But that you you know that that's bad news. That's bad karma yeah. when something bad oh, like happens.
0: I know, but still, it was like no one in the world, even the fucking Sharks fans, were like, there's no way the blues lose this game. And then Roman Turret gives a fucking red line goal up to 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 Owen Nolan has to jump cuz goalie's jump to make saves right like that makes mm-hmm. sense fucking moron i would see that all the anyway. time anyway <laughs> <laughs> in soccer you know well That's- soccer yes i'll give you that but if you're on skates and you're 6 foot 4 why the fuck <laughs> are you jumping to make a save
1: bill was over at my house so watching that game and uh and he yeah, if you if you know Bill, he's 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 got a temper when it comes to sports and uh he was livid. Put his almost put his fist through my floor. <laughs> he was mad Yeah,
0: I I remember just screaming what the fuck and I looked over at my dad expecting him to yell at me and he just looks over at me, and he just goes, Fuck him, get rid of him, he's fucking terrible and I was like, Oh, well, I guess I'm not in trouble. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Anyway, back to Pavel Demitra. Uh yes, one of my favorite players of all time, um again, I had him at number two, so i'm I'm not that surprised by this, but um it is I will say it is a little shocking uh with the fact that Kachuk took one that both Kachuk and Demetra are ranked higher than some of these guys, namely Brian Sutter. I feel like that was a shoe in number one, one, one but to me yeah that's a huge shocker that he is at the recording of this show before we get to the next episode. Ryan Sutter's not on this team. That is very surprising to me.
1: Almost almost a a crime, you would
0: say. Almost. Um well guys, hey oh, oh, god, let me grab something. Our giveaway, it's time to reveal our giveaway for this episode. So this week we are giving away, away a 2022-23 St. Louis Blues media guide uh which by the way still has O'Reilly and Barbashev and all those guys in it.
1: This, when did they change the media guide from the smaller, thicker book to the magazine type thing?
0: Oh, it was like, oh, seven. It was I a thought long they, time And ago. I thought
1: they stopped making books completely and just went all digital, like
0: PDF. No, but they still use them as giveaways. Do they? Okay. Yep. I yeah, I used they, to buy one every year. And yeah, I it was too. always the little, like, yeah. I don't know, like editor style. The type. the, Dan,
1: the Danielle Steele size uh yeah. novel but wow what a <laughs> reference <laughs> <laughs> right. but yeah i bought it. i bought i go to the blue note sports shop every year and i buy the media guide and i would just Me read too. it and I'd just look yep. at it and read it, it was so, and so you know back when you had you know no responsibilities as a kid you just it's hockey 24 7 right and it's i good would times.
0: always get it for a christmas present okay. and i would i would yeah christmas break i would just sit there and read all through it the whole time that's what i did that and play video games that's all i did uh because yeah i always get video games for christmas too um all right so uh revealing our winner of the media guide so first we got a runner up so if you're watching i'm sorry that you did not win but it's somebody we're all familiar with if you're on twitter Robert Thomas, the Tank Engine, you are our proud runner-up. You win nothing. Good day. (laughs) He he says, uh, uh, talking about the poll, so the poll for uh, Dimitra that he was involved in, uh, let me pull that one up, sorry, real quick. Uh, So that was Steen, Dimitra, Peron, and Buchnevich all made that poll. So his comment here is, that's not fair. All those guys are awesome. I went to Dimitra. And all of you should, too. Uh, so that, that was a fun little uh, uh, call to who he picked. But our winner, folks, our winner of the Blues Media Guide of 2022-23, Tim, I'm going to mispronounce your name, but I don't care. Hakala, uh, Tim Hakala, uh, H-A-C-A-L-A. Uh, he gave some good stats here, and I thought, man, he did the research. He deserves the Blues Media Guide, because they have a bunch of research in that book. Uh, he says average points per 82 games is Blues players. 86 for Buchnevich at 136 games. 82 for Dimitra at 494. 57 for Peron at 673, which how fitting is that? Uh, and then uh, 53 for Steen in 765 games. He says the correct answer from this group is Pavel Dimitra. But Bucci may be the choice when his career is done. The right answer, right in all in caps, is Brian Sutter. And uh, he did comment on the other poll as well and talk about how Brian Sutter is a shoe in for this team. And uh, I think we all think that. We'll see if he makes the team next week. But uh, that was uh, Tim. Congratulations on your win. I will be reaching out to you uh, with your prize.
1: I'm almost wondering so, how many people who actually voted, actually watched Sutter play. You know, oh, not many and, at all. Yeah, and, and that's, that's and that's understandable. He's like, well, I know he was great and everything, but I never saw him play. So how do you how do you put him over a guy like Kachuk, who maybe a lot of people watched his entire career of the Blues? So
0: tough. Well, and I'll say, Tim's Tim's commentary on Bucinovic. We actually all said this, uh, Kurt, in our chat uh, when we were talking about Buchnevich making this team. So I was going to reveal this next week, but I'll go ahead and reveal this. Um, there was a tiebreaker between who was going to be the last person inserted into the voting. And it was between Navich and Jaden Schwartz. Schwartz actually ended up not making it at all, which was shocking in itself. But I think we all said at some point when we were all chatting about it, at the end of his career, if he stays a blue, Pavel Buchnevich might be the greatest blues left wing of all time. Um it's yeah. surprising a little bit to see him already in the running with blues fans. I think you got a little recency bias. A lot of recency end, bias. But when it's all said and done, I could see him if we do this again in ten, fifteen years. His name being number one.
1: Yeah, I mean, I got a long way to go, you know. Um uh got to stay healthy, uh, relatively and you got to, you know, produce, um, certainly, I mean, he's up to a great start with the blues. So, uh, you know, he's got, he's got to put in four or five, six, seven more seasons, uh, to probably qualify for some of the stuff, but we'll see. We'll, we'll do another one in 10 years. How's that?
0: Yeah. Right. <laughs> Stephen, in. I hope you're still around. Uh, yeah. Hopefully by <laughs> the time you're, hopefully by the time you guys are, two guys nine cups or something like that let's go <laughs> uh, so panelist rankings sounds like for... a good movie
1: two guys nine cups two guys nine cups <laughs>
0: uh, sounds like a movie about beer pong or something yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, panelist rankings so our what we how we ranked it before it went to the twitter polls well, I guess determined the twitter polls Number one, Brian Sutter, still not part of this team. Number two, Alexander Steen, not part of this team as of now. Number three, Pavel Dimitra, uh, who uh, did make it so far. Number four, Brendan Shanahan, not on this team. Number five, Keith Kachuk, who made it today. Number six, David Perron, not on there. Number seven, Pavel Buchnevich, not yet. Number eight, Jorgen Pedersen, not yet. So... Again, we have two slots open, and then, of course, we've got the utility spots as well. But the way the defense worked out, one, two, and three in our rankings for both left and right made the teams. It was, like, pretty clear the Twitter polls agreed with the panel. Left wing was very topsy-turvy. Keith Kachuk was ranked number five by us. So, by our standards, Keith Kachuk doesn't make this team. Yeah. He goes to number one by the Twitter polls, and then Pavel Dimitra at number three jumps up to number two. So it's uh, it, it's kind of crazy how left wing worked out here with uh, the panel and the Twitter polls. Yeah, uh, seeing
1: Kachuk at number five and uh, the panelist rankings and then seeing that uh, he actually did finish number one with the voting, it's like, wow, that's that's a – I mean – you know, one ver one th- th- uh, versus five may not sound like a big difference, but it's like, well, one makes the one makes the team as the best at left wing and Blues history, and the other- and the other one doesn't make the team at all. So
0: yet, right? With the first uh, two reveals, well,
1: yes. I mean, r- with Kachuk, I mean, it's, as far as the, as far as the panel's rankings go, yeah, you know, right. we had him fifth, and yep. and but everyone else had him uh, as number one, which is a a big difference because one, yeah. one's on the team, one's not at all, right? So.
0: Yep. Steven, you, uh, so let's see, of these players, you've seen Steen, Dimitra. You probably saw Shanahan play, but not as a blue, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah, of course. And then, of
0: course, Kachuk, Peron, Buchnevich. You've seen all those guys play. So, um, what's your thoughts here? I mean, is this, I mean, we all talk about this is kind of a shocking reveal today. But in terms of those rankings and how it's turned out, at least for the first two spots, what are your thoughts?
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I think I'm surprised in both cases that they rank this high. Um, Brian Sutter, I'll say I didn't have a number one. I think I had him number two. I know I've looked at it like 10 times tonight. It's late for me, so I keep forgetting. But um, I know I had uh, Steve, number one, which I'm sure a lot of people would kind of balk at. Um, maybe that's recency bias, but it's also winning a cup here and playing the most games of any of these guys here, I think, except for Sutter. Uh, The Sutter one, though, even though I put Steen ahead of Sutter, the Sutter one kind of shocks me the most. I think part of the reason I felt comfortable doing the Steen ahead of Sutter is like, um, I was like, well, everybody will put Sutter number one. I want to be a little, you know, a little different, a little spicy. And I'm very surprised that he's not in the top two, even um, with what he did in his career here. So hopefully we will see him revealed next week for, uh, you know, posterity's sake, so that no one judges our list too harshly.
0: Yeah, right. And, and well, that's the funny thing is, like, you know, I, I've got a feeling that I'm going to get backlash from at least even just maybe just friends of mine, guys I play hockey with, who are going to be like, you guys put Kachuk as number one? What the fuck? Mm. And I'm gonna be like, I didn't put him as number one. <laughs> but, like, we voted him as number one, which is – Again, I, I loved Kachuk, one of my favorite players at the time, but yeah, I this is not how I thought this would pan out. This again, defense, I think it worked out exactly how I thought it would work out, and we all ranked it the way that it worked out. Left wing the minute the votes started coming in. And I know Kurt, you even commented with Shanahan, which you know we'll talk more about next week and, and see if he makes the team. But like Shanahan had like zero votes except for yours for the first like four or five hours of the poll which that's when you get the majority of your of people commenting and we were both like What the fuck nobody's voting for shanahan here like what the hell
1: it was crazy it's it's been too long you know i mean uh, that and that's part of it you know it, like i said recency bias i think it uh, played a huge factor in that and he didn't and he played here he didn't play here as long as the other guys you know four mm-hmm. years um it's not i mean it's not a cup of coffee, but it's not a long time either. It's like, it's like that gray area of four years where his best years were in St. Louis as far as production goes.
0: Yeah.
2: I do think for me, longevity didn't play a huge role in how I voted. Um, I know everybody's a little different, but you know, I think that played a big role here with Steen and, and Sutter being my one and two, but you know, that doesn't have to be the determining factor, but it is pretty crazy when, you know, one guy gets, no no votes over a guy that you know did have a lot of games or did have a huge impact here
0: so who's left uh again we uh we just ran through the list right now it is uh so for the last two spots of left wing we've got brian sutter alexander steen brennan shanahan david perron pavel buchnevich and jorgen petterson i almost said um Eli- elias petterson which is not correct um yeah, so uh, those are who's left. There's six guys left to fill two spots, so we'll see who makes it next week. Um, we talked about how shocking it is, so we'll see if we're still shocked next week. Uh, so your next I'd poll – we'll, oh, go ahead.
2: I'd say, I'd say all four of those guys arguably – or four of those six guys deserve to be top four, and you can obviously only have top four. And the two that made it today also deserve to be. So that's part of this. It's really hard to pick.
0: Four yeah well of that
2: group of six with respect to bjovic and patterson in my personal opinion they just didn't have the longevity or the impact yet um but the other six i think could all be top 4 easily
0: so oh 100% um and I, i'll say i i think that uh we're going to have so again we have three reserve spots open as well so at the end of of naming this team we'll have uh uh three players also selected who maybe didn't make let's call it the opening night lineup, right? Um, I think at least, if not one or two, uh, will be left wing because, my God, there are too many good names Mm -hmm. that are not going to make it. I mean, let's face it. There's there's two spots open, like you said, Stephen. You can make the case, obviously, for all six, but at least four of those guys belong on this team. So it's Mm -hmm. crazy to think that two of those guys aren't going to make it. Yeah. And then you mentioned Jaden Schwartz who didn't even
2: make this group, you know, So <laughs> yeah. well, I I would say def- definitely, you know, deserves some consideration in that group of four too.
0: I'll and say, it- I, I was not a big Jaden Schwartz fan. I know, mm-hmm. uh, I've mentioned it on the show, I, I love his contributions. he's going to be wrong as part of the cup team. I'll always love him for that, but he was never, never somebody who I was like, yeah, that's the guy. Um, but I will say that alone was shocking to me that Schwartz yeah. didn't make the team. You,
1: you know, I mean, without Schwartz, uh, we might not get out of the first round in 2019. Mm-hmm.
0: Definitely. Yeah, his big so, uh, game, oh, was that game five?
1: Uh, the hat trick? Uh, yeah. Was the the, tie- the, the,
0: the hat trick was the game tie-breaker. six. Game five was yeah, that tiebreaker. Break. That uh, tying uh, goal yeah, with like
1: six seconds to go or something. Yeah, oh, the, the game, winning, the game-winning goal. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, out of midair. Oh, oh, <laughs> such a great I goal that, that were, was forgotten.
2: Oh my god, that was probably one of maybe my favorite goal of that whole run because it was just so like, what just happened? You know? Right. <laughs> like, oh, so and, the, and,
1: and John Kelly's they voice. They were
0: down in that game. Uh, yeah,
1: and John Kelly's yeah. voice when he is—he couldn't believe it. You yeah. know, is so this, the spontaneous man. yelling. It was just great.
0: So it's funny, and, and I know I told this on the show when, at at the time. I am the most pessimistic Blues fan when I'm watching hockey. I'm just like they're mm-hmm. gonna get killed. Like they go down one nothing, and I'm like, here we go, they're gonna no, lose right? seven nothing yeah. tonight. You know, like I'm one of those kind of fans. <laughs> I and so, you, so people but, annoy me. <laughs> I know I'm the worst. That's why you don't want to watch hockey with no, me. No,
1: I'm the opposite. Um, I'm I'm, a, I'm the polar
0: opposite. I'm guy. not like that. So I I will say that that cup well. Really, from about mid-February on that year, I became Mr. Positivity. Uh, Again, mentioning crappy goalie. Um, I remember at one point late in the season, he's like, what happened to you? Like, all of a sudden, you think this team can actually win? I'm like, yeah, they're going to win the fucking cup, dude. Like, he's like, what? Who are you? You're not the same person. And it just, I knew it. I just had this thought in my head. I knew it. The only time that I doubted it was that game, game five. They were down, and I'm like, this is it. They're going to blow it. They went up 2-0 in this fucking series, and they're not going to win another goddamn game in the whole playoff run. They're done in the first round.
1: Shades up against L.A. and Chicago, right? Yes,
0: and that was, again, recency. I'm like, there's no way they win this shit. And when they scored that goal, I remember just jumping up and my hand hit the ceiling and my wife just like sitting there like this, like she didn't even like let out a sound and I'm just like, <laughs> Oh, 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 <laughs> I actually thought I was having a heart attack. That's, that's, <laughs> what I, that's
1: what I tell people, you know, that, that cup run was, I mean, hindsight, it was amazing. Right. And the winds were just glorious. Uh, but Man, it was so painful. I mean, it was, just, it was it was it was it was it hurt. That whole playoff run was just right. like so stressful. It it was it was it made you miserable and and uh, so excited at the same time. It was just like painful.
2: Yep. One of my most fond memories of that cup run was Game Seven against the Stars. Ian and I were watching it together at my house. And Ian was fully prone on the wood floor with a pillow over his <laughs> head <laughs> watching. And I think that might have been the first overtime. <laughs> like, you know, oh, God. <laughs> Every time the Stars would get the puck, you know, and take it up, I, you'd see him just lay back down and go, oh.
0: See, <laughs> and you know what's crazy is the fact that I had that feeling about game five, that they were done, they were going to lose. Uh, I never got that feeling against the stars, even in game seven and overtime, I was like, doesn't matter what the stars do. Cause the blues are just going to skate it down and score. That's what I kept telling myself. And my wife was sitting there. Like I could, I could literally see her sweating and, and I'm just like, calm down. It's fine. They're going to win. And she, she again, same thing. She's like, who the fuck are you? Like you're not the, my husband.
1: You know, what' was <laughs> weird about game seven against Boston going into game seven. Uh, I just had this weird, like unusual, I mean, I'm always pretty optimistic guy and a positive guy for the most part, but I had this like ridiculous level of confidence that they were just, I'm like, they've come this far. They cannot, they can't lose this game. It's impossible. They are not going to lose this game. And then the first period happened where they were getting run over early. Right. in The first half of it. And I was like, Oh my God, what's going on? This is, this can't be happening. We're, we're in trouble. And I was like in shock. And then boom, boom, we score uh, two goals at late in the period. And I'm like, this. is, I mean, it, it was just the I'm like, yeah, okay. I was right. I, I was like, and I bet money on the game. I I bet th- bet money three times in the in the in the final, which I don't bet on sports. But I had this weird sense of confidence every time I I I I bet on the on the team they won in the in the in the final. Because so I'm like, oh, I, I I know for a fact they're going to win. I even knew they're going to win by was it game three. It was game four. Yeah, game four. Uh I bet on the blues to win and to win by two. And they won by two. <laughs> I was like there they're, they're I, I I had this it's it was so weird. Some there's some moments during that final I was just so confident that they just I'm mean, like I'm so positive they're gonna win. And uh, game seven was that and uh that was so weird. Oh, I, I, I was
0: confident the whole final they lost game one and my friends were see well, whoever you know, pulling out the stats. Whoever wins game one wins you yeah. know, 78% of the time or whatever. And I'm just like, I don't fucking care. They're going to win game two and then they're going to fucking win the series.
1: Yeah. I bet on them in game two and in game four and, but game two, I was like, I was scared to death, you know, overtime. Right. It's like, if they lose this game, fuck, you know, they're oh, yeah. down two. Oh, Jesus Christ. You can't, it's a, it's a completely different. I mean, it's such a huge game. I mean, uh, Gunnarsson, my God. Uh, yeah. I mean, one of the, the, the biggest goal in blues history uh, might be the that, best moment
0: in blues history at outside that time, of an actual cup win. Yeah,
1: yeah. Up to that moment. Yeah. That was probably the biggest goal in blues history. Right. I mean, to get that first final win that Ugh. stopped you from going, I mean, well, it didn't stop you from losing, but you still could have won, but uh, to clinch that, that one, one series uh, tie. Jeez. Yeah. Such a, so, you know, it's, you know, good times. <laughs>
0: we are way off topic. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, but that's what we do on the show, Stephen. I'm sure you guys do it over at uh, at your show as well. Two guys, nine cups. Yeah. That's right. God, I hope. that would, I hope you guys have to change your name, like, all the time, yeah. just so you know. I know yeah. it's painful and hard to, like, have to rebrand all the time. But, man, I hope we'll you do, do it that. every fucking year for a while. I don't <laughs> think we'll
2: ever begrudge having to change the name of the podcast. So. <laughs>
0: Uh, so next poll will be, uh, Friday. We'll have our second right wing poll. Uh, should be revealed sometime midday. Currently, if you are not on there, if you've not seen it, uh, Thursday is the last day for the first poll of right wing. It is Brett Hall, Joe Mullen, Wayne Babbage, and Greg Pazlowski. This one is fucking unfair to everyone else, uh, except Brett Hall. Um, <laughs> I actually made myself vote for somebody else cuz I'm like Brett Hall is going to get a landslide win here which you know he deserves so I'm going to be wrong but it's like it's going to fucking taint the results cuz it's like man none of these other guys are getting any votes. <laughs> yeah,
1: I mean Mullen's such a forgotten great player for the Blues. Yeah. Yep. Um I remember when when they let him go because they just didn't want to pay him. And they moved him, and I was like, "Oh, are you serious?" And he goes on to have this fantastic yep. career with Pittsburgh, wins some cups. And I was like, "God, oh, that was that was that was rough."
0: Yep, I agree. But we'll see. Uh, we'll see how the the the. So again, get out there, vote. Um, it's up till Friday. So if you're listening to this uh, Wednesday night live, or if you're listening to it on Thursday, or even Friday morning, go vote. Vote for Hall, Mullen, Babich, or Pazlowski, And then again, new poll comes up shortly after that one ends uh, for the second right wing. Uh, comment uh, why you voted the way you did or why you didn't vote for someone. And you could have your comment featured on the show, as we saw a couple tonight. And you could even win a prize. Uh, so the next, you know what, I'm going to show it off. I'm going to go grab it. Hang
1: on. You know what Jeff should have done? Stephen, is probably just, that? just just held Hull's name out of the voting because he's, mm-hmm. a, he's a given, like make an administrative decision saying Hull's in, end of discussion, let's vote on everybody else. So, so everyone, could so everyone, ag- everyone ag- else ag- could get votes, you know. That's yeah. not a bad call, actually. <laughs> it's a better,
2: better way to sort out two through four to act. Yes. Right.
0: Well, Kurt, I know you're going to love this. This is an unworn T-shirt. This is the next prize we'll be given away. Unwarned. Yeah, I, I like how to say that. <laughs> I do uh, have to say it. Nice. Don't o- ever open the Roman door. For anybody who remembers that uh, from yeah. the 2012. How could you forget that, right? that? Man, oh man. I Ooh. bought Don't it at the time. That door. I, I bought it and I put it away with my hockey jerseys for some freaking reason. I'm guessing it was probably after I moved to Dallas and then moved back and forgot. I just randomly found it the other day. And I'm like, I never even wore this. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to give it away on the show. It's a pretty sweet piece of blues history.
1: That was a cool moment. Uh, Yeah, it uh, was. Hitchcock quote. Don't ever open that door. Oof.
0: Good comment here uh, from Divide by Zero. I was kind of surprised. Nelson, Nelson Emerson. Emerson. I love Nelson Emerson. I was, too. He did get a couple. He did get some love from some of us. But, yeah, he did not make the final right wing uh, rankings.
1: I've got his autograph over on the wall over there. Yeah. I've My brother's a uh, favorite blues player of all time, actually,
0: I think, still. Speed, man. That guy could skate.
1: Him and Cliff Ronnie. I, I, the blues had Ronnie, right, for a while. And then like uh he after he left the team, then uh, Emerson came along with like the second coming of uh Cliff Ronnie. Yep. Same style yep. player, you know, short little guy, fast.
0: Little guy with gumption. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh Lawrence Frazier in the YouTube chat says Brett Hall, Al McKinnis, and Chris Pronger were locks from the very start. Yeah, I uh w- we said it on both the defenseman shows that um uh, when chris pronger was selected when al mckinnis was selected no duh picks right like there's no doubt and yes i mean i hate to reveal it folks in case you didn't realize it brett hall will probably be your number one right wing so <laughs> i don't think there's any question there spoiler alert yeah sorry to sorry to spoil it folks yeah you to uh, keep
2: it quiet trap
0: yeah, sorry, guys. Uh, I'm just going to go and race it. it. It is not Ryan Reeves. I know it's a huge <laughs> shot. <laughs>
1: you know what? If, uh, well, you add, if you had added him to the list, he would have gotten
0: a lot of votes. Oh, I know he would have. And actually, yeah. he did get some votes from our panel. Okay. Um, but we'll, we'll get into that when we talk about right wings. Uh, uh, gentlemen, uh, so tonight we revealed Keith Kachuk and Pavel Dimitra uh, as your one and two left wing. Any closing thoughts before we close up the show?
1: uh never cease to uh how's the the saying go never underestimate the power of uh stupid people in groups (laughs) i I started to say the phrase before i realized how insulting it was to the group (laughs) (laughs) i don't mean to call everybody stupid i'm sorry that was not what i was going with that i was just like I thought it was going to go never underestimate uh, what the groups can do when they vote. Uh, so you never know what you're going to get, I guess, but <laughs> didn't mean to call everybody by stupid.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, thanks for li- calling all of our listeners stupid. Make sure you tune in next week for us right. and we'll call you a bunch of holders. Yeah. Guys. Let's see what else I'll call you next week. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Stephen, any, anything from you that's not insulting to our listener base?
2: <laughs> you can come listen to Two Guys One Cup anytime we don't call our listeners stupid. We call ourselves <laughs> stupid instead. But we do call our listeners cats a lot of times. So that's, you know, maybe not. I'll say, you guys,
0: uh, let, let me ask you. I've only seen the show once. I know you guys are big fans of um, uh, I Think You Should <laughs> I, Leave. I
2: don't know where this is going. Yeah.
0: Yes, <laughs> I've only seen awesome, it once. Yeah. And it's fucking hilarious. So yeah. tell me, for someone yeah, who's yeah. only seen it at one time, and maybe somebody like Kurt who's never even heard of it, what's the right? show? I think you should leave. Like
1: the show, or you want
0: me to actually go? Both. <laughs> um, <laughs> why, Steven, You tell us why should we watch? I think you should leave.
2: Oh, boy. I mean, it's one of the shows that I'm most hesitant to recommend to people because it's so weird and eclectic, but it's a sketch comedy show based on basically the title of the show is like the premise of every sketch is someone just ends up acting so ridiculously that they don't actually say it each sketch. But that's basically the idea is like, oh, they or should get out of this situation it's just hilarious it's so dumb and weird and funny and it's a factory for memes you know what here's the best pitch for why hockey fans should watch it there's a, I think you should leave a hockey meme account called i rink you should leave um and just for the sake of understanding that content you should watch the show and because it's a great fan account I- as well <laughs> Isn't there? I rank you
1: should leave. That sounds like uh, someone not from this country trying to That's speak right. English, but it's like, I rank you should leave. Uh-huh. What does a rub off mean? What does it, what's a rub off means? Right. Exactly. means? Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah, right.
0: I want to say I saw a skit that had Larry David in it, and it was he, like, um, I think it was Larry David, and it was like a focus group. Um, oh, I might totally be making it's that up. It's not Larry up.
2: David; it's an Italian, weird Italian actor. But it is a classic. That is one of the.
0: Okay, of the all right. Well, check that out. I know you guys are big fans. Plus, you love Pokemon, right? I'm not yeah. a big Pokemon guy myself. But I know that you're a big True. fan.
1: My kids were in well, Pokemon for a while. I know. We're never a lot it, but... younger
2: than you, Jeff. So that's probably
0: that's... the reason why. You know, <laughs> my wife is three years younger than me, ish. Yeah, about three, uh-huh. three and a half years. Uh, and she, uh, says that all of her friends were in a Pokemon, but she was not. So yeah. I'm not that old, Steven. I'm just teasing. <laughs> Ian
2: also went to, uh, the Taylor Swift concert in Chicago this weekend. So, you uh-huh. know the Swifties, there are Swifties did- in the audience. Expect a lot, long breakdown on this upcoming So Oh, good.
1: So he, so he saw her swallow a bug.
2: Is that when she yeah, did that? probably. In Chicago? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know because she does like three shows in a weekend. So oh, okay. I don't know which one she did it at,
1: but. did you hear about that, Jeff? No, I did not hear she, about that. She, she was, was on stage a bug singing out. and she yeah, it was an outdoor, I guess, venue or the open air, and uh a bug flew in her mouth and she swallowed it she...
2: <laughs> God.
0: Oh, <laughs> was... that's awful. <laughs> I feel sorry about it. Well, hopefully she writes a song about breaking up with that bug. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> the tragic life of the bug, right? <laughs>
0: All right, fellas, uh, I think we're ready to close her up. Uh, Steven, again, I want to thank you for coming on um, and give you a second. Again, I know we did this last time, but um, everyone can find you on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, whatever it's called. Um, anywhere oh, else, stuff. anything else you'd Spotify, like to promote? I believe.
2: Uh, no, yeah. you can check us out at Two Guys, One Cup. All spelled out with letters on the uh, Twitter machine, and uh, I'm over at the Hockey Writers as well, writing about the blues and suffering through
1: that. So Please. You guys ever think of doing like a, a uh uh like a a what's the word? A uh spin off uh podcast of like uh you know, a f- females. And you could call it. I don't <laughs> know. I don't Any know. Uh, I I can come up with something, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. You've Two ladies the, one championship.
2: That's right. There
0: you go. <laughs> Two ladies one championship. That's gotta be it, right? I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty sure there is already a podcast called Two Girls two, one Cup."
2: Two I'm girls, sure one Lord Stanley's Cup. Mm.
0: I, I, we have some kids surprisingly that listen to the show. I know for a fact. Uh, don't look that up. We should not just, reference. Do you all know?
1: <laughs> no. Uh, I mean, no. <laughs> you gotta. It's for. It's. Uh, have you seen it, Jeff? The video?
0: <laughs> of course. Yes, I have. <laughs> Of course I'm you not, know, you have. I actually have not. You have not. Directed, you, no? <laughs> you've got the
1: you've got the parody name, uh, kind of the spinoff, right. but, but you haven't right. seen it. My, well, when you it need was, to do some re- you need to do some research before your next show. Yeah. I'm
0: when gonna, it first I came know, out, that. when it first came out, my brother uh, yeah. made yeah. me watch it and like did the whole live reaction thing, and uh, it was funny because my dad walked the corner because we were at our parents' house my dad walked around the corner and sonny's goes what the hell are you two watching Uh, and i'm just like hey i don't know blame the other one this wasn't me i didn't want to watch this you only have
1: to watch it once because once you do it's like burned in your brain oh yeah (laughs) it's like a dvr permanent dvr
0: (laughs) That's enough. We don't need to talk about it. Oh, boys. All right. Support for Let's Go Blues Radio is brought to you in part by ID Life, the world's only truly personalized vitamin platform based on a health assessment of your DNA. Visit rockinthatidlife.com for more information. That's rockinthatidlife.com. And get 10% off by emailing Dustin at rockinthatidlife at gmail.com. And tell them Let's Go Blues Radio sent you. And by Mike Burgoyne from Real Brokerage Realty. Visit strikewithmike.com today for all of your home buying and selling needs. That's strikewithmike.com. And by Center Brewery, St. Louis's tasty hockey-themed beer. Check out your local beer vendors for availability. That's Center Brewery beer. Please drink responsibly. That will wrap up Episode 7 of Season 12 of the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast, Let's Go Blues Radio. Thanks for listening, and thanks to those who participated in the YouTube and Facebook live chats during the live show. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed bringing it to you. For Stephen Ground of Two Guys, One Cup, and Kirk Price, as well as producer Austin and Bill Day, I'm Jeff Ponder. Until next time, everyone, let's go Blues. Let's
1: play pickleball.
0: <laughs> what do you got, Stephen? We need a closing line from you.
2: Oh, uh, let's never watch that video again. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Sit, Ubu, sit. Good dog. You thought I was going to say son of a bitch, didn't you?